What's up, bench warmers? Welcome into episode 68 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Thank you guys for tuning in on your Wednesday afternoon for some more sports content and some funny conversations. We've got plenty of stuff to get into. We talked a lot of football. It was rivalry weekend. There was a lot of underdogs wins in the NFL, so plenty of stuff to get to. Also, a lot of movement going on in the college football coaching world, so we'll have plenty to talk about that way. Uh, NHL, Olympic hockey stuff, updates, and then as always, what's in my book, NFL Pick'em, Player, Play of the Week, all of our normal stuff you guys will enjoy. Be sure to check out our sponsor, mybookie.ag. Use our promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and you'll double your first deposit. Be sure to follow us at Pod on all of our social medias, and Subscribe, leave a like and a comment on our YouTube channel so we continue can continue to grow that page and keep bringing you guys visual content. We'll have our Bull Pick'em show coming up, our annual Bull Pick'em show, plus a couple fun videos that we have lined up to release there. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, Nico, all I can say is that uh, if these college football coaches are an example, as soon as this thing starts to sink or if it does start to sink, I might, I might be out. Of, you might be throwing you, you, me off. You better watch out for Boomer over there. Boomer maybe uh, jumping ship here soon. Walk, walk the plank, maybe. Walk the plank. Yeah. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, my center of attention this week is going to be a little bit different, a little bit weird, something, a topic that I never talk about unless I'm forced to, but we're going to bring it up because I guess it's winter off, it's the MLB off season. So let's talk about my Colorado Rockies. My Colorado Rockies have been rumored to uh, be interested in Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, uh, Michael Conforto, you name the list. For Pete's sake, just pick a direction. That's all I'm asking. I don't want to sign. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind Chris Bryant because I like the last name and I definitely get a Chris Bryant jersey. But don't just don't make yourself look stupid. That's all you're doing right now. It's 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 kind of it's just sad. It's just really sad. We all know we're not going to be contenders. There's no reason to go out there and pay a dude stupid money and get in take time away, PT time away from a good young guy. You have great talent, not great talent, but you have decent talent in the minors, decent talent, young talent on your roster. Just stand put. If you and and the the most ridiculous part was the Trevor Story news. First of all. Rumors all the offseason were that you you talked for you gave Trevor Story an offer and then stopped negotiating. And then right before he's about to leave within the next couple days, couple weeks, you decide, oh, we're still interested. Well, why don't you show him that? I don't care about about you telling the media or you making our fan base happy for the matter to make us think that we're gonna sign some a big name. I don't care about that. Just just think, just buy into a rebuild. That's all I'm asking. And, and if you sign Chris Bryant, uh, the jersey sales will skyrocket, but that's all that will be good for. Just buy into the rebuild and please stop giving people like myself and the rest of the baseball fans in the state some reason of hope. This episode of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Sign up today and use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, to double your first deposit. Get in on your winnings today with MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag, promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H. Nico, baseball, I can't believe you were 
thinking about baseball uh, at this point of the year. I was grasping at straws, let's be honest here, because we're, we're going to talk a lot of college football. We're going to talk about a lot of NFL. Got to sprinkle a little NBA here and there. So I had to, I had to dig deep. So I was like, and I saw that 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 like, like I said, I I, I don't I like Chris Bryant. Like I would definitely buy his jersey, but like. I, everything else makes no sense. Everything else makes no sense. None make, of it. No. And no. And by the way, this is our first time back in person in about a month because we've been doing Zoom podcasts. So the fact that we're starting off with baseball, you guys are welcome. Like we've been we've been There's churning your out content. Talk for the yeah. And now you get some winter your your winter meetings, your off season baseball talk. Also, uh, the Mets are committing to another thirty nine year old, one hundred thirty million dollars. Hey, the Yankees. How, where do they have this kind of money? The That's Mets, my question. The Mets said, "Yeah, we don't. We're going to be the big spenders in New York." The Yankees are just sitting there watching their little brother do that to them. Wow, man. that's got to be well, tough. Is Max Scherzer going to do much of anything in New York? He'll he, he'll still be a, like a number two, number three guy. He would have been the ace in in L.A. Yes, he would have been the ace in L.A. I just don't know if that team is good enough because he's he's a great pitcher. He's he going to be. In yes. his 40s, and I don't think he's going to have that same 96-mile-an-hour pissed-off two-seam fastball that he has right now. But you know who has a 102-mile-per-hour pissed-off fastball? Yeah, his, his, his number now, one, yeah, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, the guy that he's going to be uh, sitting behind <laughs> in Jacob DeGrom. Hopefully he stays healthy. That was that sucked. Remember he was on the tear? He was the MVP. He was, yeah, he was the MVP, and he was about to set a record that had not been touched in 90 years with strikeouts and innings pitched, and then he got hurt, and it, and it all went to shit, but... No, baseball talk. That's there's your baseball there's talk. Baseball the talk for the for the rest of the year. You guys won't get any more of that. Um, but no, as you said it, college football. So I think that's where we should start. Rivalry weekend is the best weekend, in my opinion, in sports. I know that you have it's your nuts. your favorite stuff, but that was all all the games. There was not a game oh. that was a snooze fest. Even the Michigan State Penn State game, where you're you got two teams the snowball, that are, the yeah. snowball, yeah, and you got two teams that are not in contention for anything anymore, and they were fighting it out. I mean, it's it's amazing. Like it's, it's it's everything you would want in college football, and so much more. And add in the fact of all the coaching carousel and everything, like th- that weekend could not have been like more. Th- it could not have been a better college football weekend. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and you set up some really big games. So we'll start off by going through. The, the major rivalries from last weekend. Uh, by the way, I, w- I just want to mention LSU and Texas A&M is kind of turning into a little bit of a rivalry just because their games are always so entertaining. They had the seven overtime game in 2019. I and then that, yeah. uh, obviously the, or not 2019, that was 2018. 2019 was the year that Burrow led them to the national championship. And then this past weekend too. Um, but should we start with the game or do you want to finish with the game? I want to start with the coaching carousel because okay. I know you didn't have that in there, yeah. but I want to start with this. Yeah, because yeah, a lot, of, this, a lot this, of things moved. Because first of all, talk about the biggest like letdown in for two programs in in like probably program history. You you're you're first of all. Notre Dame, I feel worse for because Oklahoma, the ball don't lie, as we call. Ball doesn't lie. You know, you gave you gave the Big Twelve about one week notice that that you uh, were leaving. So you know, Lincoln Riley said, "I'm not giving to give you any notice. I'm gonna pack my stuff, not even say bye, and leave out the door on a flight to Southern California." That's two coaches in a row. That is tough. Oh man. And and look. God bless Bob Stoops. Stoops, yeah. that that guy is coming in as the interim coach. He's the he just he's does. coming back. Yeah, he's the interim coach for their bowl game, which they will have a bowl game. People yeah, are forgetting. They do have it one it doesn't mean anything, but they will have one more game left, and that that he's coming back to be the interim coach. 
Look, or Oklahoma is going to be bottom seller SEC. I'll call it now. They will be bottom seller SEC. You had all of the recruiting in the Big 12. Everybody in the Big – if you were going to go to the Big 12, you went to Oklahoma or Texas. You don't have that anymore. You don't have the coach for recruiting. You you lose you lose um, your, your status as number one in your conference basically every single year. Oklahoma football may be on the downslope. It's going to be some dark times. I think this is probably as bad as it's been since uh, they lost to Boise in the Fiesta Bowl because that was where they were down pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's two coaches in a row. Bob Stoops just left and get turned over the keys to Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln Riley, apparently, if you're not going to play in a college football playoff, there's no reason to stick around in Norman. Got, I, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I'm going to go to L.A. and live in the palm trees, get got, a tan. He got paid stupid. Like, his his contract is stupid fat. Yeah. Like, he got, like, I think it was a million and a half. They they bought out his two homes in Normandy, He he, he the one that he was selling and the one that he bought. He's, they sold. They bought both those houses and got him a new house. In California, it it was legit like a like a seven million dollar deal alone before the money comes in. Well, yeah, like, like before the actual contract gets put in place, it was ridiculous. And I know I get I get smoke for this all the time, but the Pac-12 may be back because look, Lincoln Riley can recruit, and SEC football or USC football may take a couple years. But they could be back in the hunt once again because, look, one if one thing Lincoln Riley can do, and that's recruit. And there's no doubt about that. And if you are from California, from uh, uh, that the, the uh, west side of America, you're no longer looking at Oklahoma. You're looking at SEC or USC, and you're looking at those teams out west and thinking, well, we could make a run with USC in the Pac-12 and get into the top, top four. For the Trojans, this is probably the biggest head coaching signing since they brought in Pete Carroll. That's, oh, that's I, for I, sure. I would argue say it's bigger. It, it could bigger. possibly. I mean, the I found the details of his contract. It's uh, 110 million on the contract, five years. Bought his house, which was bought his house. You said in Both Norman, yeah. five hundred thousand dollars over his asking for a one million dollar <laughs> bonus. Uh, bought him a six million dollar home in Los Angeles. So now him and Cliff Kingsbury can decide who's who's got the better uh, bachelor. bachelor. He's not pad, a bachelor. Yeah. Pat. He's not a bachelor, but you know what I mean. Pad, yeah. And then he also gets unlimited use of the private jet twenty four seven for his family. <laughs> Just ridiculous, man. And why the fuck does UFC have a pi- pi- private jet? Because and, and also let's not hate on Lincoln Riley. I would take that. In a heartbeat, I would not even hesitate to 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 what leave. Would the, what to would leave. Have, what would Oklahoma have to offer you, money wise? Nothing. You to There's, nothing. There's nothing that be able to match that. Living in Oklahoma, compared. Look, first of all, Kevin Durant, biggest winner of the weekend, no longer the most hated man in the state of Oklahoma. But man, I, living in Oklahoma versus getting paid that much and getting your home paid and private jet. Any normal man would do the exact same thing. It's have, just odd, the timing. Should he have stayed through the rest of the season, though? Yes, yes. 100% yes, but yes. I would have taken that 100%. We'll talk a little bit more about that um, moving forward, too, because I have that coming up with what's brewing with the college football coaches carousel. Uh, but then what really surprised me, and I said it yesterday, and my dad didn't believe me, I, saw, I opened my ESPN app to check hockey scores, and I see Brian Kelly – rumored at that point because this was monday night rumored to be taking the job at lsu which didn't make any sense to me because he he, he doesn't fit personality go no, joe fit personality wise in baton rouge yeah. brian kelly's gonna go down there and they're gonna be like you speak 
too perfect of English, and our reporters don't understand you. Can you kind of banjo it up, speak a little Creole, throw some throw some y'alls in there or something? He, he, he's going to take one whiff of gumbo, and it's going to be all over. Like The the one thing that was just so wild to me, it, it honestly made a lot of sense, is Brian Kelly feels that he's missing something that's a national championship. Mm-hmm. What program, a.k.a. has won an won a national championship last five years and could get the big-time recruits and win their conference championship and get in the top four, LSU. Notre Dame, look, Notre Dame, it's the biggest thing holding back any team in the country, any sport, whatever it is. If Notre Dame was in a conference, they would be a solidified top four team every single year. It's because of weeks like championship week, like the week we have right now, that is the reason why Notre Dame is not like that. They have to have luck on their side and somebody to fumble the back to get in. And Brian Kelly has realized that. As re- and and for, I wouldn't say rightfully, but he stone cold said, I'm out of your peace. And, that, and the way he left too, Two minutes to these players. Spoke for two minutes. Oh, I thought it was – I th- heard 11 minutes earlier. Oh, I mean, okay, 11 minutes. Yeah. Either way, that was – I've been in that meeting where the coach that told you, yeah, guys, I'm, I'm with you till I'm recruiting right now. We're bringing in all these studs for next season. And then 20 minutes later, you get called back to the offices. Oh, by the way, I just got off – My no buddy questions. that I played with, Out I just got offered another job. So uh, all that stuff I just told you. Don't believe any of it. Oh, two of the snakiest things in, in, in college football. I mean, people get pissed off about college f- or athletes uh, transferring, football athletes, basketball athletes, whatever it may be, and then your coach does that. Look, if you're on the side of athletes should not be transferring, then what are you going to say about this? Yeah, hey, I don't want to get too much into that because I do want to I want to save a little bit of that conversation um, for later on and what's brewing. So now, obviously, with the coaching changes, it, it does – mix some things up but then going to the games this past weekend uh and a coach that we've talked about for a long time as being on the hot seat did he effectively turn his stove off this weekend with that win in ann arbor does he have to go through and make the college football playoff because now michigan we say all the time if they go oh and 10 and beat ohio state at the end of the season they're like oh yeah that was a great fucking year that's all we needed to do now is michigan gonna get greedy they got their win against ohio state in dominant fashion you got to go win the college football playoff he, he, now, right? they, they, he saved his ass, but the fans are not going to be happy if they lose the Big Ten championship against an Iowa team that has been switching quarterbacks back and forth, which is one of the stupidest things, too, between Padilla and I don't even know who the other guy is. And, and, look, the, Michigan, you – the Ohio State win, good. Doesn't mean anything, though, if, if you don't win this week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's – Big win, but there was a there was a point in time where you were expected to win that game. You need to act like you expected to win that game, and not act like that was your Super Bowl. Because if you have the 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 hangover of of oh we just beat Ohio State, you're gonna get your ass kicked by Iowa's defense, and then get yourself out of the top four, and then into a crappy bowl game, and then we're gonna be right back to square one. Yeah. Like that, that Michigan, like it, look, hats off. They they balled out, and they 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 said we're done. We're not taking this shit anymore. And they said we're gonna pummel you into the ground and, and finish you. Hassan and Haskins finished that job. It was it was beautiful to see. And now it's time to to make that that make everything that you've worked for continue going on that and go get you a national championship bid. Here's how you know you had a dominant win. C.J. Stroud threw for 394 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And then receiving-wise, 
Smith and Jigba had 127 yards on 11 catches, and Garrett Wilson had 119 yards on 10 catches. Olave had a little bit of a down week with 86 yards on seven. But they are trying to – that defense, I said, that defense was a lot better. Uh, and I was actually just uh, going back and, and listening to what we were talking about last week with uh, going into the game. And we both said, well, we had the debate, is Michigan and Michigan State, are they even? And then trying to close the gap to Ohio State. I tried to make the argument that the great equalizer for Michigan State was Kenneth Walker. And I, I believe that's true still. I forgot about, I mean, Michigan could run the football. And then on defense, those two defensive ends, I think possibility of having two top ten picks on their defensive line right now. Oh man, it's it was it's it's good old school football and and Ohio State tried to get way too pretty, mm-hmm. and and then they paid for it. Like it's Harbaugh realized, okay, what did what what did team what did Oregon do? This is wild to say. What did Oregon do to whoop on Ohio State earlier in the year? They ran the football and played good defense and got to C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Stroud would get his numbers, but you controlled the running game to a point where you made them throw the ball way too much, and that played in your favor when you. You have the possession of time so much possession of the ball so long and Michigan is is like I said they're they're in the perfect position I just hope they don't mess it up it's a now there's a lot of pressure all of a sudden you win from nobody expects you to be here to you have the pressure to win like the Big Ten expects college football playoff money at this point and now you're the only hope at at them getting that, so you better make sure you take care of business. Yeah, their de- the defensive lineman I were talking about was uh, Hutchinson. And well, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks, and then uh, Njabo is the other defensive Hutchinson end. reminds me a lot of a young J.J. Watt at, at Wisconsin, a guy that was in that first-round range that was a first-round pick, but like he – but he, at the end of the year, creeped into his way to the top 15 because of his play and how outstanding he is, and the dude's one tall motherfucker. Yeah, and I like the way he plays a, a down defensive end now because Michigan plays a 4-3, but he's athletic enough. He could stand up. I see him if it's we're not doing draft coverage, and by the time we get to draft coverage, it might be different. Um, but I see – I don't I, – I would say a lot of – they're probably going to try and switch him to TJ. With the, yeah, the with linebacker the right dropping linebacker, a little bit, but yeah. right now, he's shown that he could play JJ's position and be the down defensive end too. But yeah, Hutchinson is a beast. Three sacks in that game, he solidified. He, he's a part of that group that's been around and just been getting the dog shit kicked out and of him by Ohio State. Oh man, I can't. One of that. I've been in a couple situations, obviously not on the same scale, but Western beating teams that they haven't beaten in like twenty years in the locker room afterwards. There's no feeling like it there's there's absolutely none uh and then another i think another game that probably had similar feelings to that is oklahoma oklahoma state this, because this this felt like lincoln riley knew what was up oh yeah it, it uh, oklahoma like, state got the two biggest wins beating oklahoma and now also running lincoln riley out of town like like th- this this feels like something was up 100 percent. like it felt like oklahoma or lincoln riley was just out there going through the motions mm. and it, it, like Oklahoma State, give props to them because they've they figured out a way to get a pathway to the top four when everyone thought there was no shot at it. And doing and, it in a way different way than any other school. Any other school, yeah. And Oklahoma just they, – they, they, they tossed around with Rattler Williams, Rattler Williams, who is – obviously Rattler now is in the transfer portal about ten weeks too late. Douchebag. But it's it was just ridiculous that they were even doing that. you got to stick with one guy and let it roll. There's a reason why Caleb Williams was – that good against Texas, and man, I, 
I get it's it's all props to Oklahoma State because they obviously came out strong and they they knew what they wanted. Oklahoma had other things on their mind, obviously, but at the same time, I don't know if I still trust Oklahoma State if they get into the top four. I they they I think they get a good shot getting in. I don't know if I trust them to to make make yeah. a game out of Georgia playing against Georgia. They remind me a lot of the Oklahoma team with Kyler Murray that's probably going to go up against if they make it they're going to be the 4 seed and then they're going to play Alabama and Spencer Sanders or not Alabama Georgia and Spencer Sanders is going to learn what an SEC pass rush looks like. Um, but Oklahoma State's defense that's the main story. They shut down Lincoln Riley hasn't been shut down like that and you you can even say that he wasn't even really held off the scoreboard all that much. It was 37-33. It turned into a Big 12 game. Six sacks, though, from the Oklahoma State defense. And they needed when they needed it, they got to Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams, we've said, not a great passer, but he's very dangerous with his legs, and they held him in check. 36 yards rushing and six sacks is – that's how you beat a team. That's like exactly that. how you beat a team, especially when, you ha- when you're trying to beat a what, – what was it, like 10-year drought, 8-year drought, oh, something yeah. stupid <laughs> like that? Well – I, I shouldn't have uh, – in the college football pick, the ranking video, you guys will see, I said the whole series record, and I shouldn't have done that because it doesn't make this weekend look that great. 90-17-9. Uh, but, hey, you're on the board now. Yeah, and you, with Lee got- Riley gone, you're probably going to be able to win that game at least a couple more times, I would think. We'll see. We'll Maybe. see who they bring in. That's the, that's We'll see who Oklahoma brings in as a coach because they have to have something up their sleeve because they're not going to – I, I mean, I think they'll fall, but, like, I don't know if they're going to fall from grace that far. They're probably going to toss the house at Luke Fickle and maybe even buy him a vacation home oh, they're gonna do outside of Oklahoma. Shit. They're like, okay, we'll buy your house here and we'll buy you a vacation home so that you, if another team buys you a house, you're not going to leave us. Um, no, Oklahoma State, uh, they got a clear path to the playoff as well. And I think, honestly, the question that I had, if Cincinnati wins this weekend in the AAC Championship, but doesn't look dominant and and has to come back and and kind of fight for it. And Oklahoma State beats Baylor and gives them their second top 10 win on the season. Do you see the committee putting in a one-loss Oklahoma State team over the group of five conference champion Cincinnati because power five conference champion, one loss, and two top 10 wins? I would say yes. I think the the one thing that Oklahoma State and uh, – Cincinnati are hoping for is a Georgia domination. Oh, yeah. They need that. Alabama wins at eight they point. You can kiss it goodbye. Yeah, you can kiss it goodbye. Total anti-Alabama right now in uh, Stillwater and in Cincinnati. You That's can kiss. Sure. You can kiss those chances goodbye if Alabama wins that game. Mm-hmm. The 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 outlier obviously is the Big Ten because because Michigan. You got to think Michigan will get in at two or three, but those last two spots if. I think I think there's a good chance we'll see Oklahoma State and Cincinnati with there if Georgia takes care of business. Who do you put at three then? I would put Cincinnati because I think they're undefeated, mm-hmm. and and that's the only reason why. I think we'd still end up with oh, Michigan versus Georgia in the national championship. Imagine that game versus them. that. Oh, I can, I, can, I don't know if I if that's I probably, that's yeah. gonna be the worst national championship game since. Uh, <laughs> Alabama and Notre Dame with Manti Teo. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, now that I'm saying that, maybe I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I would so, much rather prefer a Cincinnati-Oklahoma State matchup, honestly. Yeah, then maybe might as well give me, like, put Cincinnati, yeah, put Cincinnati at three and have them so, shock the world and beat Michigan and then have Cincinnati versus Georgia. That would be, be a good game. That would be at least one to remember. They would have, if Cincinnati played Michigan, 
everybody in Ohio would be pulling for Cincinnati. Oh, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be crazy. 110%. They would have the backing. All of those Ohio State fans would travel just so that Cincinnati looked like they traveled 100,000 yeah. people. Uh, no, I think uh, now we'll get into, I put it in here as a mini pick but we have the five Power 5 Conference Championships set, and I have the games here, so let's go through, and we'll both make our picks as to who we think is going to come out. Big 10 Championship, Iowa versus Michigan. Who knows who's going to play quarterback for Iowa, but honestly, it might not even matter because Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Iowa offensive line is not going to be able to stand up to the pass rush they're about to see. Yeah, I am riding Michigan here. It's it's weird to say this. I think this is a game. I'll, I have I have a couple of these in my in my uh, beats of the week because I think these lines are very very interesting. But I would not. I, I I don't I don't like Iowa to have the game of the year. Game of their year against Michigan. Uh, they look great to be the year. People forget they were the number two team country at one point, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen. The one thing I will say, when Iowa lost to Purdue, that was an air attack, and they're going to see a lot more of a ground air assault. Attack, yeah. So I don't know how that's going to affect. I don't know how that's going to affect the outcome, but it's just another interesting fact to throw in there. Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Toughest thing to do in football is beat a team twice in a season. And especially when you're kind of a rival like these two schools are, always in the second tier of the Big 12, these two teams, they both know, like, we might not get back here to win a conference championship. So they're going to sell out. Who do you have coming out after after a huge win for both sides this past weekend? Oh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. I'm going Baylor here. Like you said, it's tough to beat teams twice in a row. And Baylor, I think – Played really well against Oklahoma. I look at that win like like that was the turning point, and I think Oklahoma State, like you said, I think the, I think the Oklahoma State had their Super Bowl ready too. I think the Oklahoma game was a Super Bowl. I think it could have been a little bit of a hangover. I think Michigan has more of the repertoire to do that, but Baylor has been a very very solid team all throughout the year, mm. and. I just I see Baylor giving giving an upset. I don't know why. I, I would not be surprised if Oklahoma State wins, but I don't know why, but I think Baylor could pull off one here. That would be a big, big letdown, but Oklahoma State, they all of their eggs were in the – just all imagine where we would be if Oklahoma State didn't have that slip-up against Iowa State. They'd be coming in at 11-0, and and that would change things entirely because you would, then we'd be talking about the possibility of two one-loss teams as non-conference champions in the, in the college football playoff. Uh, SEC, Alabama versus – oh, by the way, I'm taking Oklahoma State in the Big 12. Uh, Alabama versus Georgia in the SEC championship. I do not trust this Alabama team, especially after what they had to do to beat uh, Bo Nixless Auburn Tigers yeah. squad. I, I see Georgia dominating. Georgia circled this before the season even started. They knew what was going to happen. They knew these teams are going to be on a collision course. doesn't matter what happened, who they lost to, or, or what had happened. Alabama, Georgia, we're on, on on a crash course to one another, and they've been waiting for this. And Alabama's the one that almost screwed it up. Exactly. Georgia's not even, Georgia hasn't even, even been close. And, look, the one thing about Alabama, I said the last, last week and maybe the last two weeks, it's an off year. It's an odd year, as we call it. It's an odd year where the, all their stars, basically freshmen, sophomores, guys have only started for one or two years. Hmm. Wait till next year, things will get ugly. But right now, it's Kirby Smart's time to to get his program to represent the SEC and have them on top. So I'm going Georgia. And the last time Georgia played Alabama with a freshman quarterback, I think that's going to trigger this Georgia Bulldogs defense, and Bryce Young is going to get his head taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Alabama offensive line is not going to be able to stand up to them. Uh, we're both going Georgia in the SEC. Pac-12 championship, Oregon versus Utah. 
a lot of luster lost off of this one after the past few weeks. Utah, Utah were the ones that stuck a fork into Oregon and said, "You're not getting to the playoff." Yeah, I think it, or- that's a crab in a bucket theory. They were Oregon was like right at the top, and Utah was like, "No, screw that." No one thought they had a, had a chance in the top four after they lost to Stanford, and that then the college football playoff first rankings came out and they were there number three, and then good old Utah comes into town and says, "Oh, not so fast, buddy." Mm-hmm. I think look, it doesn't matter who wins this game, obviously for playoff implications, but I'm gonna go Oregon because I think Oregon is pissed off, and I think they may get a get a dub here. I'm going Utah just because I. I should trust Oregon in the Pac-12 championship because they always come back and win the Pac-12 championship. But the way that Utah beat them and dominated them on the ground and it's going to be played in Utah since the, the head-to-head win, I I trust Utah in this game more than I trust Oregon. But like you said, this one doesn't really even matter because neither team is going to – you're not even really fighting for a New Year's Six Bowl at this point for either of these schools. You're just fighting for – Pride. Yes. Pride. So that you can throw up a conference championship banner. And a trophy and a trophy case. That's about it. Uh, Pitt and Wake Forest. Another one that really doesn't matter at all. <laughs> well, this one is different because neither of these schools ever have any success. So whoever wins – So it's a little more these pride. These two yeah. schools – like pride and also – I won a, a ACC championship in Wake yeah. Forest. And football, like it's it, it's something that like would be monumental for either of these teams to win. It'd be huge for the program, great for recruiting, great for all that. But that's about it. <laughs> this is this sounds like uh, a second round ACC basketball conference tournament. Oh, match. absolutely. This doesn't like, sound like the football championship matchup. But here we are, the Panthers going up against the Demon Deacons. Two of, I think, the better quarterbacks in the country, and, and I you're very high on Matt Corral. I told you, Kenny Pinkett is is that guy. I think Kenny Pinkett has the kind of confidence that you can make him into a quarterback at the next level. Um, but I think this one will be fun. There's going to be a ton of points scored. I'm going to go with Wake Forest. I just want to see it happen once. I, it'll never happen again. But I think uh, Wake Forest has had a hell of a season, and they're going to finish it off in the right way by beating Pitt and taking the ACC championship. Yeah, I, I'll go Wake Forest too. Why not? Wake Forest has never been a football school. They've always been a decent basketball school. So give them a chance. Pitt, Pitt has always been around, like always sneaking around, never really a big-time winner. But Wake Forest has always been bottom seller of the ACC. You know the most famous uh, alumni of Pitt? Do you, do you Aaron have Aaron Donald? No, is it no, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I don't know. Dan Marino. Oh, Dan geez. Marino was a quarterback of Pitt back. Uh, where where in did the Donald 80s. go? Aaron Donald went to Pitt. Oh, but, I, but oh, but Dan Marino. Just yeah, Dan Marino since he was. The, I was gonna say I thought Aaron Donald. No, no, Aaron Donald's on his way to become to becoming. Yeah, yeah, that. But and uh, yeah, uh, also James Conner, Pitt graduate yep. from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was where he battled his uh, fight with leukemia and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's college football. We Like we said, championship. These are the two best weekends back-to-back, and then we'll have our bowl pick show coming up on our YouTube channel with Dom and, and Jeremy, see if Dom can repeat his um, championship. But these are my two favorite weekends back-to-back. Also, we have Army-Navy next weekend, so I'm in college football heaven. I'm, I might not even leave the couch on, on Saturday if I have the choice. Uh, but now NFL football. Another weekend where the underdogs absolutely killed everybody. Uh, Pick'em is pretty much you shot. guys can it's you guys shot. can try and, and come back and catch me, but yeah, I'm not catching Nico at this point because I had an absolutely god awful weekend. Uh, Bear, well, the Thanksgiving games were 
Atrocious. Atrocious. First of all, first of all, atrocious. Well, the first one. The was first one was atrocious. The second, second one. Second one. Twenty eight penalties. Like, yeah, the second one. The Cowboys played like shit. The, the crowd, including myself, that says NBA Christmas is better than Thanksgiving football, had a field day because look. I don't care. The ratings will always be great for Thanksgiving football. But my God, give me some decent team on Thanksgiving. I don't want to watch the Lions and Bears. I could care less about those two teams. One team doesn't have a win, and the other team is starting a guy they don't want to be starting. And then I watch the Cowboys in the worst probably refereed football game in the history of football. By the time the Bills Saints came around, I said, oh, who's winning? The Bills are sweet. I took their money line. So I won money. That's about it. Like, it was ridiculous. Give me the goddamn Patriots. Give me the goddamn Bucks. Give me that on Thanksgiving. Give me the freaking Chiefs. Give me the Broncos. Give me give me something worth wanting to watch other than some shit show of, 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 a two, of franchises out there. Trot out there because it's tradition. It might be time to switch tradition. It, it very much is. It's way past due because because a winless team, a winless team on Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, and they almost blew it. I was I was hoping the Bears missed that that field goal because I was so pissed. I had Bears minus three and a half. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker, just miss it. I don't care. I already lost my money. I hope you lose. I hope the Lions get their first win. It was ridiculous. I was saved from having to watch this game because I was out there in Vegas coaching when this was You're going so on. Damn lucky. But the Raiders and Cowboys game, I can't. I I don't know I what just... to think about the Cowboys. I honestly think they'll probably win the NFC East and then lose to the other team in the NFC East that might end up making a wild card. But they are just – they talk about a team with no killer instinct. They have everything in front of them, and they just continue to lose to these teams that they shouldn't. And instead of being around the top of the NFC, you lose to the Broncos and the Cow- and now the Raiders. And the, and the AFC West has essentially eliminated you from a top two seed in the in they, conference. They, they kicked the AFC West legit the old sole reason the Cowboys are, are hovering around 500. Yeah, and Mike McCarthy – we thought maybe he was McCarthy's. becoming a better coach. Not a good coach. He's the, he's the reason this team. This team has so much talent. Has way too much talent. McCarthy is fumbling the bag. It's honestly incredible now seeing hit what he's doing in Dallas. That Aaron Rodgers was able to win a Super Bowl with that guy as a head coach. Aaron Rodgers goat conversation is up because of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you now we can say that it definitely wasn't Rodgers being the reason that they only won. Yeah. It was Mike McCarthy and Mike McCarthy alone. Uh, but then on on uh, Sunday we had we'll kick things off because the Bengals first time that they've swept the Steelers in twelve years two two Steelers, and zero Steelers don't even look like a football team that's that's a joke of a team right now I, they are going to be the first uh, whatever how many years it's been first time under five hundred I don't know how long uh, that is a joke of a team that team defense was supposed to be their backbone and it's garbage Joe Mixon. Uh, just said, what's your what's your Devin best? Bush who? What's your oh, best that, part of your team? Yeah, no. I'm gonna rush for 165 yards. That's that's what I'm gonna do. And then uh, Burrow didn't even have to do anything uh, and threw for 190 yards. T Higgins. I wish he could have done a little bit more. I had to start him in fantasy and lost. Yeah. I mean, well, when you have Joe Mixon playing that way, and that's a he's a, talk about a guy that's done a whole 180 on his perspective. Remember when Joe Mixon first came into the league and everybody was talking about how much of a toxic personality and everything. Yeah. He is beloved in Cincinnati. If he if he doesn't ever want to leave, he will never have to leave. I think the Bengals are going to keep him around forever, but. He he's showed a lot. I think T. Higgins solidified himself as the Bengals' number one receiver. 
I know that everybody likes to talk yeah, about Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar and Chase Boyd. is falling off. But T. Higgins T. is Higgins that number is, one dude. He is a, a playmaker and a baller. And the fact that we were able to beat them 41-10, to 10, it's, this is similar now to the Ravens week for me. I'm not going to go over the top and tell you the Bengals are going to make the playoff, but I can tell you I see them, if they have a better coach, this team is probably a top three in the AFC. Team. Very, very they're solid. They're so team. talented. Now. Very, very talented, and the, and, and the Steelers just don't know where they're at. Like, the team, their defense has figured it out, and that's that's still, I think, the weak point. I still think their offense is explosive to put up 41 points, 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. I still want to see this defense play consistently against top teams. That's the one thing where I'm struggling with the Bengals at, but they're definitely a, a playoff contender and a, vi- and a division winner contender. Yeah. they. I mean, right now they are – I think they just took over number one again, or maybe they're one game behind the Ravens since they uh, – <laughs> it looked like neither team wanted to win that game, but the Ravens were able to win on Sunday Night Football. Baker Mayfield is the most injured man in America. Poor and the guy. Browns. Jesus, the Browns and the Titans, the other two teams that we kind of say that we root for a little bit, have the biggest injury bugs of all time. The Browns just are are limping out there. Conklin tore his patella tendon. And and the Browns fans are not having it either. It's hilarious. They don't know what like they don't realize they don't realize that they're how badly their team is or injured their team is and how how many surgeries Baker Mayfield needs right now. He, he, he could very easily not play football next year because of the amount of injuries he's and surgeries he's going to have to go through next year. And the man's trotting out there, making some plays. Obviously, they're not very good plays. Putting a heart on the line, and you're over here complaining because you're not getting wins. It's ridiculous. That game was terrible, too. It was Yeah, it wasn't a good Sunday night football game. That was one of the ugliest games, too. It was just... Oh. Four interceptions from Lamar Jackson. I think Thank God college first... football showed out this weekend because yeah. the NFL football sucked this week. Outside of my team, at least. Yeah, your team had a good weekend. Uh, the Buccaneers and Colts game. The Buccaneers, their defense is starting to get healthy at the right time. And Vita Vea, he is now, in my mind, the scariest defensive lineman maybe outside of Aaron was. He already was. Well, the fact that he knocked his tooth out on the offensive lineman's helmet, made the tackle on the play, and then ran over to the sideline and was chuckling and pointing at his face. Hey, I lost a tooth. I'm not blocking you. I'm not – you can go ahead and make every other tackle because I don't know – I don't want to know what you're going to do to me, but you can obviously do whatever you want, and nothing I do is going to hurt you. Oh, man. And that, that game, the Colts realized what Car- having Carson Wentz does. They, they, they relied too heavily on Jonathan Taylor. Got you a lead. Got you a fat lead. And then you said, and then Buccaneers coming back, and you felt like you need to throw the ball. And then good old Carson Wentz, the same old guy we've known the last five years, came to play. And then the Bucks just capitalized big time because Carson Wentz against Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady at 75 years old every single day of the week. To Frank Reich's credit, the best way to beat that Buccaneers defense right now is to go after the secondary because mm-hmm. you're either 40 years old or injured if you play in the Buccaneers secondary right now. And and Winfield, I mean Winfield is the sole reason that 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 secondary is something right now. Yeah, and he won. I think that you can make the case that he he won them that game with the late interception that he had. I wouldn't even put uh, it was underthrown, but I didn't think Carson Wentz had a terrible game. Mm-hmm. I think that Carson Wentz didn't get any help, and the Buccaneers just decided that they were gonna, hey, we won the Super Bowl last year, and we're expected to repeat. So let's go ahead and and we'll we'll do this thing. But I think that the Colts just kind of gave – honestly, 
when Jonathan Taylor wasn't able to do anything in the second half, it was like the Colts deflated as a team, and you saw them go from we have a shot at this thing to uh, we might as we, might as well just we gave them a good fight, but they're obviously going to win. Wait, Tom Brady's yeah. going to do Leonard Fournette's going to score four touchdowns, and Tom Brady's going to do what he T- needs to to win the Tom game. Tom Brady's going to do what he always does when he goes to Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, there's a there's a difference. Going through sports, I know that you've probably heard this. There's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. And the Colts in the second half were playing not to lose. And it, that's what happens that's what when happened. you do that. Especially when you play against a GOAT, that's bad things going to happen. You scored 21 points in the second quarter and didn't score again until the fourth quarter. That's just never going to cut it against Leonard Fournette. And then Lenny, Lenny four tutties <laughs> and Tom, Tom the GOAT. Did you see Gronk got the joke like 40, 40, yeah, yeah, four, four hours four. later? Oh, that's how you spell his name. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Gronk. Gronk also played pretty decently too. Yeah, Gronk, his first game back. Gronk first game back. That's even scarier. They still don't have a B. <laughs> yeah, they really. They don't even need him. Like it's no, it's, they don't. <laughs> I wish that he wasn't on the team, but I'm just saying he is still injured too. Uh, Patriots, Titans. Um, the Titans have a bad turnover bug the last few weeks, but also there's the, the injuries. I think they set the record now for most players that have played. Um, for the team, yeah, team. 80, 87, I think is what they're up to right now. They, first of all, your your one two three punch that that everybody in the offseason was talking about are all out for at minimum three more games. Uh, Henry's out for I don't know how long, how much longer, maybe for the season. He was only rumored to come back for playoffs. Yeah, AJ Brown is is an, uh, is three weeks. Julio Jones has already missed the last two weeks. This offense, Ryan Tannehill looks like he's back in Miami. <laughs> Poor guy is running out there saying, "I don't know, I don't have any weapons anymore. I, I don't. I, I guess I'll hand it back to who is? What's your last name? McNichols. I, I guess I'll give you the ball. Oh, Ferkser. I guess I'll throw you to you a few times. Ferkser's not open. I'm checking it down to the running back. That's all I got. He threw. I think he had. He had a very good completion percentage, and he threw like 20 passes and had 97. 93 yards, 11 well, 11 to 21 for 93 yards and one touchdown. But the guys that he were thro- he was throwing to, here's the I receivers. Even, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know the names. Hollister, nope. Pat no Fitzpatrick, D Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, no, Des Fitzpatrick, Des Fitzpatrick, uh, from Louisville. Come on, you know Des Fitzpatrick. I, I from don't. Louisville. I, I don't. I, know. I, know. Uh, I think <laughs> I that was should, his first. I, I think that was his first game. I don't even think that he's played before. And uh, yeah, Michael Pruitt is the most notable guy. Are these guys that need to pick up on fantasy football? No. Like uh, something Michael, I'm missing? Michael like, Pruitt had one catch for 10 yards. I don't think Titans fans know their receivers' names. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, the good thing, I guess, that you can say for the Titans is Taylor Lewan on the stat sheet recovered a fumble. Yeah. Everything else was downhill. Yeah, and, like, and you know who lost the most out of this game? You know who probably cried the most after this game? Vrabel. Bill's Mafia. <laughs> Oh yeah, Bills Mafia. Bills you're, Mafia is like, you are fighting hell? for a. What the hell? You're gonna be fighting this for a walk spot. You guys have won the division for 20 years. This was our time. Nope, Shared. not so nope. fast. Nope, not My, so fast. Mac Jones is just gonna be the best rookie quarterback of this class. And and look, I I saw a, a perfect thing about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not a top five pick in this redraft. It. He's not a top five pick. He goes. He plays right now for the 49ers. Probably doesn't do – he isn't starting. He, he goes to the Jaguars. He is not doing this. He goes to the Jets. He's not doing this. 
Let's be honest. He's doing this because of New England, but the dude is making the most of it. He was the most NFL-ready quarterback, and he went to the perfect situation to a team that just needed the predecessor to to the GOAT, and they've somehow figured it out in only one year. I can't even. He was 22 of 32 this past weekend, 310 yards, two touchdowns, and the the Patriots' defense – the Patriots always were going to beat you in special teams. They always beat you on offense with Brady, and now Mac Jones is being able to do that. Their defense was their one kind of iffy spot last year after it was so good when they beat the Rams and everything in the Super Bowl, and it's back. I mean, Matthew Judon is a beast again. Dante Hightower. Van Noy his, looks like the guy he was two or three years ago. Yeah, and Dante Hightower in his 85th year in the NFL <laughs> is still making plays, still a sideline-to-sideline middle linebacker out of the University of Alabama. So – yeah, these New England Patriots teams. If you had to pick right now, who's winning the NFC or the AFC East? Is it Buffalo or? Is oh, it I'm New taking. I'm, I thought you were gonna say AFC. I'm. I'm still not picking the Patriots because it's a rookie quarterback. And the only person, like very few rookie quarterbacks, have ever done that, including Tom Brady. But it's it's. I'm just the division. I, just the division. I'll have to go New England because there's not many games left. Yeah, uh, it's it's coming down the stretch. Monday Night Football this week. It's gonna we get Bills Patriots. Football. Thank thank you. Tim Thomerson is no longer the ESPN go-between between NFL and ESPN because Roger Goodell hates him, and that's why we had such crappy Monday Night Football games for the past few years. The guy is re- – I don't even know who the new guy is, but he's come in, he's screwed things out. over, and now we're getting really, really good matchups on Monday Very Night Football. Very good, solid ones, this, yeah. I think this Buffalo and New England game, we might not see the amount of points, but remember the intensity and, and the – the drama of the Chiefs and Rams on Monday Night Football. I think we're about to see something like that. I think that. it could be very a lot of fireworks. It could be super high scoring game. I, I like. I think it could be like an absolute like, just just which which team has the ball last like touchdown touchdown to win game. We're seeing two of the best quarterbacks under twenty five years old in the NFL right now in Josh Allen and Mac Jones and especially over the past couple of weeks cuz I don't Josh Allen's not been that consistent. You almost think that Mac Jones is going to have a better game out of the two. Yeah, I mean Mac Jones I've been loving Mac Jones because of my fantasy football team and I have I have the secondary quarterback flex position where you can play quarterback as your flex and I start him every single week and look it's it's perfect scenario like I said perfect scenario he's not asked to do a whole lot just do what Brady did and you check down Tommy over there and check down Mac McCorkle and and, and, and make sure you make the smart play it's yeah. all you gotta do and don't turn the ball over and then you'll be winning football games and I know you and the rest of Broncos country doesn't want to hear this Josh McDaniels not a good head coach very, very good offensive coordinator. Oh, he is the he's a god awful head coach. There's a reason why I mean he may not even be a predecessor to 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 Billy in a few years. Oh, I don't think they he's definitely It'll probably not the, be his son. Yeah. Like McDaniels lot uh, there's there's a first of all our teams are bad around McDaniels anyways, but he'd not help at all. No. And, but also he had a better record than Fangio in, in the time that he was here. So, True, so, but hey, let, first so of all, I, we did we didn't put this down, but we're talking about my team because I we, I let you talk about your team. I, Let's no, talk I, about my team. I now. didn't put in a lot on this week's outline just because I didn't have a lot of time to fill it. So let, whatever we're let, talking let, about. Let's talk about the big brothers that still that came on top this week because the Denver Broncos right now. Do you, Jimmy, do you know the Denver Broncos all time record against the Chargers at home? 
it's got to be like twenty big. and six. Yeah, I was gonna say less than ten games. Of the it doesn't game. matter if it's Philip Rivers. Doesn't matter if it's God send Justin Herbert. The Denver Broncos beat the the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers at home. It doesn't matter who it is, and and the, this team, it's this coaching is just going to hold this team back. This team is so damn talented. George Payton is a goddamn godsend that he drafted one of the best classes in the last 20 years in Broncos history this past year. Javante, we had seven starters, and Javante Williams is a co-starter, but he's technically a starter. And Sertan, Justin Fields who? Justin Fields who? Sertan, look, first of all, the first interception was thrown right to him. So that I'm not going to take about that. And and then his wheels, though, I had Champ Bailey written all over my eyes. Like, that, I saw Champ right there. Like it, it's, it's, he's going to be – he's the number one corner already. Kyle Fuller is a garbage can. And Justin Herbert looked like – looked moral. Looked like – no, it didn't look – looked mortal, excuse me. Didn't look immortal. The dude just – they, they said, you know what, screw this. We're just going to throw pressure, and we're going to make you throw quickly off your back foot. And the motherfucker said, nah, I, nah, I ain't it. Mm. Straight up, nah, I ain't it. There's a reason why I don't trust the Chargers. People laugh at me saying, oh, the Chargers, it's it's the Chargers year. Their defense is insane. Their defense is insane? You mean the same defense that just gave up the most points the Broncos have had in four weeks? Actually, excluding the Cowboys game. Five weeks excluding the Cowboys game? Are you kidding me? And Terry Bridgewater, first of all, is the best quarterback since Peyton Manning suited up. I've said that for a while now. And did you shit your pants when Drew Locke came in? Oh, one hundred percent. I said, "Oh, this is over." Okay. I said, "This is over." As long as we're this still on done. the same page. Oh, there. <laughs> we are absolutely on Buzz the same page. Light ear to the rescue. I said, "This is over." We. I saw him walking in the game like. Why are why are why are the people cheering? Sit your ass down. You don't know what you're watching. D- don't cheer for him. This is not good football. I like sit your ass down. You don't want to lock in. You don't. I'm sorry. You'd rather Teddy, see Rippin go out there. You, Teddy Bridgewater is making a very good case to be on this football team next year. And if it wasn't for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers being available in the open market next year, then I would say let's rock with Teddy for another year and draft a young quarterback behind him. It's 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 t- and and. and I will give Teddy credit because obviously he owned up to the business decision he did, and the dude came back the next home game after the bye week and said, "I'm not taking that BS, and I know what it means to play to play the Chargers at home, and I know what it means to play the Chargers." And it was masterful, and it was so fun because man, the char there's no Chargers fans around you because Charger fans are non-existent, non-existent, even in their home stadium. They don't. We, they're like an angel. When you see one, you have to wish. Yeah, like it, it, they're non-existent, so they were quiet all game. There was one guy sitting around me at the Chargers game that was yelling, Herbert, you're the man. Show them pretty legs. And pretty legs got his ass lit up and, and didn't do shit. Didn't do nothing. And and I was, like I said, I'm so happy. And all of a sudden, the Denver Broncos have a chance to be on top of the division with a win this weekend on Sunday Night Football. We keep, we keep going back sudden. and forth so much on the Broncos. That all of a sudden. All, all, all of a sudden after I said, let's tank, it's over about three weeks ago, there's a chance of winning the division. You know who woke up, though? 
that team over in Kansas City kind of woke up yes, and, and remembered that they, they are they, they a did. very good football team. But all I need is Jackson Mahomes to show up at the game. That's all I need, Jackson. One week, that's all I need from you is show up at the game, do a little TikTok dance on the sideline, yeah. post it like an hour or two before so the Broncos team can see the video on TikTok so they get the motivation, you know, and then go out and win the game. That's all I need. You guys got to make sure you sign up at my bookie and use promo code Bench because I have a feeling Nico is in Jackson Mahomes' DMs. Like, I know the team says you can't go to the games, but I'll buy you a ticket. I'll buy you a ticket. I'll I'll I will you sit seats. you there. <laughs> I'll sit you in Jordan Love's parents' seats. That's what I'll do. Make sure you're in the stadium. Uh yeah, no, I I think the Broncos they surprised me. Uh, the Chargers, I, I'm no longer I'm no longer sticking up for the Chargers. As as uh, Nate Diaz said, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Uh, it's always the same old Chargers. Doesn't matter if it's Philip Rivers or Justin Herbert. The same old Chargers happen. No, and uh, they are uh, the Chargers are falling off quite a bit. Uh, and then over in the NFC, I think there's a team. There's one team that has kind of shown themselves to be a little bit fraudulent. And there's another team in California that I think is getting healthy at the right times and might be the scariest team in the NFL. Co- coach, so, coaching is going to hold this team back, Jimmy. I know coaching is going to hold <laughs> hold that. Co- coaching is holding your team back right it now. Is, and, it is. It is. I know. know what coaching is doing for for the other team. Yeah, they're just on like a three game winning God streak. No damn. big deal. Three game winning streak. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is winning NFL football games. I, I will also I will also say winning streaks. Are, are a little bit fraudulent because the Dolphins are currently on a four-game winning streak. So but They're not doing it the same way. <laughs> they're not doing it the same they're way. Yes, I know, but... The 49ers scare me when they, they're going to the, Cincinnati the so in two good. weeks. They scare me in that game. That team is uh, if Miami good. was coming into Cincinnati, I'd be like, okay, Tua, enjoy your skyline chili on your way you, out. You but, better hope that Debo Samuel's injury that he currently has continues until you're weak because that dude just lines up wherever he wants yeah. and, and and Shanahan's genius mind actually dumbass mind um just d- d- work, does him like perfectly and puts him in space where he Jerry knows Creek he doesn't plays. know how to shape these minds do they they have no ridiculous. clue what to do ridiculous Kyle and Shanahan fire Shanahan hashtag fire Shanahan fire, fire Shanahan, fire, hashtag, hashtag fire Shanahan. Um, and and and, chop, and maybe give us George Kittle while you're at it um, but here's ma- the thing maybe we perfect. should be talking about McVay getting fired because the Rams look like dog shit the Rams said look the Rams are the most win now team in football yeah, the right. most win now team in football, and they're win they now don't moves. have a first round pick for another two three years their win now moves caused them a, a o for month. They did not win a game in the month of November. This reminds me very similar, but not to the extreme of the Texans. When the Texans said, yo, we're, let's go trade for a tackle, go trade for some receivers, screw first-round picks, let's go get our defense stacked, and then look what happened. They all left. Deshaun Watson happened, and they didn't have a draft pick until round three last year when they desperately needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And here we are, the Rams with all the quote unquote talent in the world. It was, I, 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 there's a reason why I picked the Packers too. I knew what Aaron Rodgers, even with a broken toe, does this COVID the toe, whatever they're toe. calling yeah. it. Immunized toe. Whatever it is. And I wasn't surprised at all. I thought it was hilarious what Devontae Adams said after the game too. He said, Yeah, OBJ was asking me for a jersey. Have it, I told him to go get Cooper Cup's jersey because that's who he wants to play for, play with. And it was perfect because OBJ didn't even barely – I think he got a touchdown. I took that back. But didn't get very many looks. No. Vaughn Miller looks like the Vaughn Miller of the last two years when he was injured and yeah. barely hobbling out there. And 
man, the it's it's you got to be happy if you're a Broncos fan or a Brown. Actually, not a Browns fan. Browns fans are down bad. Or anyone in general watching this Rams team because in a division that has the best record in football, the biggest fall off at football on the Seahawks and the 49ers don't know what they're going to look like every other week mm-hmm. considering injuries and you have a chance to, to be on top of the division and, and be right there you got to the playoffs with John Wolford let me remind you John Wolford got you in the playoffs like it's, it's are you telling me that Matt Stafford's a better quarterback like, than John Wolford just I think the Rams will still make the playoffs but I, I don't see them. I bad. saw them as a possible one or two seed in the NFC. It's a wild card. Only yeah, now, and yeah. I, I really don't. Know they're not catching they're Arizona. The no, I, I really don't think so. Uh, have you? I saw just random tangent, but when I was watching Sunday countdown yesterday, they showed uh, Kyler walking around the sidelines with, as he's injured. He looks like somebody's kid, like jumped the guardrail. He's, ba- he's baby Yoda. Yeah, it's like, oh wait a second, Ky- Kyler, get back here! Kyler, stop, stop! Don't, don't Kyler, run, you're not buddy. allowed up there. You're not oh, supposed yeah. to be up there. Uh, we don't have a ton of time before we get into the break, but real quickly, uh, you want to talk about the the fact that we own Miami? Like Denver has the keys to the city. Jokic owns Miami. You 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 circled November 29th. You circle the date. You say, oh, we can't wait. We're gonna there's gonna be a brawl. There's gonna be this that and that, and then you get 20 pieces by halftime. Like it was a nine point win. But that's because Bull Bull played the last three minutes, <laughs> and our and our scrubs came in the last three minutes. We you were getting pieced up by 20 points, and then. Yoko said, nah, let's go out to the bars. Let's, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's go out to the bars with Aaron Gordon, with Monte Morris. And those motherfuckers play the Serbian National Anthem for him. The state of Miami, the, the city of Miami is owned by Nikola Jokic. You have a new king, ladies and gentlemen. Did the Jokic brothers go out with him? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they were all having a good old time. Oh, they showed him the good old Serbian mafia oh, man. happy hour. They, they, they treated him like a king, and, and that was hilarious to me. You you hated this man. You booed him for one quarter because your voice got tired because the dude was putting up 25, 14, and 9 on you because your voice got tired. Oh, wait. Actually, I take that back. Miami fans don't usually show up till the third quarter, anyways, because they're not a good fan base, anyways. So it's it, it is what it is. But yeah, just getting we smoked. might have a fist fight in a couple weeks when we have that bull pick. I'm sure. I, I, mean, I was waiting. They they need a big tough guy picture in the locker room, though. They like they they, they should they they get, they don't show it on the court. But hey, get a tough guy pick in the locker room Where, in the did, hallway. Did Butler play? Oh, he didn't play. He had his, his butt hurt. Uh, <laughs> his buttocks is injured. Well, well, all I'm saying is Jokic missed six games. And said, nah, I'm playing this game because I know what it's going to be like and know that I'm not afraid of alteration or or alteration. Altercation. Altercation. There we go, Jimmy. Thank you. Altercation. And I'm going to come out here and piece up your team and and take you out and take the fans out of the game in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. No, you know what that mindset is? It's a hockey enforcer mindset. Is it, I, I might have to answer the bell tonight. So but I'm answering the bell. <laughs> I, I will go play with injured wrist, and if they do I, they want to fight, I will I will fight if I need to. But. And the perfect answer was, Jokic got asked, were you phased by the booze? He said, he replied back, I played in Serbia. I, w- I, I wish you knew what it was like playing in Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to him. That's what nobody Nothing. understands. These European players. That I, when it's different. I listen to. European soccer. Just go to a European soccer game. Those fans are nuts. Imagine European basketball. Not even, not just that, but there's been, there was an NBA guy on the on the local Denver show, uh, one of the ESPN guys, and he goes, I talk to these European players, and they go, all these guys think they're hard, like 
Jimmy Butler and think they're hard from America. In Europe, they drop bomb. Like they <laughs> they have to avoid bombing trails to go to the gym and practice. It's, it's I don't different. care if it's you different. you want to fight. I'll fight you. I live in America. Shit. I don't have to get blown up. It's different. It Talk to Cantor about his home country oh and, and how gosh. much he prefers living here. Oh man, it's it's trust me, it, those dudes are different. I'll tell you that. And there's a reason why. I, oh man, like just build the statue, ball arena. Don't even hesitate. Just like just just make it. Like he deserves. One. He deserves it. Like he is the face of Colorado sports. Let's he put may, it that yeah, way. He may go down. He probably could be top five Denver athletes of all. I think he will 100. percent And he doesn't have to win a championship. He will, he will win a championship, will which will win, make win, it. But, but yes. he does not need to. Uh, he's not like a Elway where people are like, yeah, he's been great. But if he won a championship, that would be awesome. Jokic has done so much for this organization and so much for this team already. It's been incredible. He's probably the most universally loved Colorado athlete since Sackick. Oh, absolutely. Or uh, I, would, I would I would put Peyton in that yeah, argument. Peyton, I would Peyton put our, Peyton in that just argument. Just the guy that was with the, that got drafted yeah. to the team was with the team for mm-hmm. the entire time. Sackick, that was that's hilarious. I was listening to Spitting Chicklets and they were telling a story about when the Red Wings and Avalanche were at the height of their rivalry, and they had this guy that loved to chirp on their bench, and he was trying to chirp Sackick, and uh, Brett Hull of all people Ooh. stood up and goes. We don't talk to Mr. Sackick. No, don't don't, we don't, don't look talk at him shit wrong. To him. We don't. Uh, we don't hit him. We let the ice clear when he comes down, and we just hope that the goalie can stop his snapshot. And nine times out of ten, you can't do that. No, so, can't. yeah. Uh, speaking of hockey, I like how the Avalanche are playing. One question I have for you: When they add him back, do you think that we're going to see a little bit of a skid because he hasn't been? They're on a tear right it'll now. It'll be a, it'll it's, it's interesting what Betsy is going to do with the with the lines. Yeah. Cuz obviously Kadri's production is because of Ranton and Landy. I think that's no secret. Mm. So it's interesting what you do. Do you put Berkey on the first and Landy on the second and keep Landy and, and Kadri together or do, and and put Mac back on the first line? I mean, look, Mac is not going on the second Who's line first wing, of all. Though, at that point cuz Mac's a center and Kadri's a center. Who's playing wing? If no, no, that's what I'm saying. You put you put Ber- Berkey, Mac, Ranson, and second line, um, Kadri, um, um, Landy, and then maybe O'Connor put him in a wing too because he's been a second great second line center. Or I mean, if you do truly want the triple headed monster with uh, as your top line. Your second line could possibly be Logan O'Connor, Andre Burakovsky, and Nazem Kadri. That's a beauty. That's a beauty. One thing I one thing I heard on the radio that I want to makes it makes this whole Kadri thing interesting. We're not going to be able to pay him. There's zero chance we're going to be able to pay him. So we got to get as much out of him this year. Don't as we get can. suspended in the playoffs, man. <laughs> we're not. I want to see one playoff the, run with you. He, he's going to get paid this year, this off season, and we're not going to have the money to do that, unfortunately, because Mac is steel. It kind of needs to get. Has Kadri been on the ice when they've won a playoff series? Because I know he no, he's win. never yeah. won a playoff series. Because in Toronto, he did not win one in Toronto, and he's been suspended every time that we've won one in Colorado, right? Yeah, Jesus. So I'm saying, come on, buddy. I just and I, I actually like the way that you're playing and handling yourself. Just keep it up. I just, just don't yeah. don't fall under the, the the circumstances. Don't don't Toronto it up here. No. Uh, we don't need to maple leaf this whole thing up. And if you're listening, I know we have some listeners in Toronto. Offense intended, 110%. I hope that you guys get mad at me because it's got to win. That's all you got to do. You just got to win. Um, anything else hockey-wise before we get into the break? Because I know that there's – we have our uh, – next week instead of our college football top ten, we'll be doing uh, 
we're going to be picking our our lines for Team USA and Team Canada for Olympic hockey. Uh, it's, I'm very, very excited for that. I have some a little bit of news, hockey news, in my what's brewing, which you'll have to listen to, but that's as much as I'll go for that. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into the break. You guys will hear from our part, our sponsor, mybookie.ag, and uh, when we come back, we'll have what's brewing plus uh, player, player of the week, and NFL pick coming up, but that's all on the other side of the far end of the bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Everybody is trying to cash in on the best crypto, but if you want a guaranteed way to double your money, all you need to do is use promo code BENCH at MyBookie.ag. It's simple. Sign up at MyBookie.ag with promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and your first deposit is immediately doubled, all the way up to $1,000. How's that for a quick turnaround on your investment? With the NFL playoffs race heating up and college bowl season right around the corner, double your firepower at mybookie.ag. Get in on the action in the most important games of the season. Like we mentioned, we'll have our bowl extravaganza coming up, so be sure to bet with mybookie when that happens. Build your own props, create multi-game parlays like I do every single week, and take part in a host of mybookie cash prize contests. This is the best time of the year to both watch and and more importantly, bet on sports because you know who the winners are by now. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit by using promo code BENCH, that's B-E-N-C-H, BENCH, and keep your eyes peeled for more exclusive holiday promotions coming soon at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. And welcome back to episode 68 of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. Just heard from our sponsors, MyBookie. Be sure to sign up today, MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and you'll automatically double your first deposit so you can get in on the winnings with high-action, high-intensity sports coming up all throughout uh, the sporting world and landscape. Before we get into this week of the NFL pick, and we have most dominant team and bench warmer of the week to get to, and we'll start with the most dominant team of the week. Uh, we talked about them when we were talking about Rivalry, rivalry weekend. Rival, 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 rivalry. Here's the funny thing. We were. I was in Vegas and I went to the bar and apparently I had a few. I was buzzed. I didn't really feel that way. Uh, and Bree's sitting here running the camera, so she'll know. I turned to her and I said, "I think I'm just gonna have another beer, please." And I didn't do it on purpose. I I started off as my 24 year old self, and by the time I was ready to order my beer, I went full five year old and oh, dropped man. the R. Um, but no, rivalry week, we talked about it. Oklahoma State, Cowboys. Not only did you knock your biggest rival out of playoff contention, and they're not going to win the conference championship for the first time in uh, a long time. A very long time. I can't even remember when the last time they didn't win the Big 12 is. You ran Lincoln Riley out to L.A. Now, probably it didn't take much. It didn't take much. Didn't, obviously, it was already in the works. Somebody <laughs> could have sneezed in Lincoln Riley's office, and he'd been like, that's it. I'm going to Los Angeles. <laughs> But you, you get, you can claim the victory that you no longer have to deal with Lincoln Riley in the Big 12. So Oklahoma State's my most dominant team of the week. Oh, my most dominant team of the week. It's the hottest team in sports right now. No pun intended. The Phoenix Suns, 16 wins. It took me a couple of weeks already to put them on this list, but let's put 16 wins in a row. And not enough teams that people are talking about the Suns because obviously they think the Suns are fluke, including myself. Um, but you can't deny what they've been doing this far, and they've been playing absolutely incredible basketball. And the Suns may be back to where they were. Mikhail Bridges is playing first-team all-defense type basketball. It could be an all-star this year. And they finally gained production out of, out of, out of him on the offensive side. So it's Suns are very, very fun to watch, and they could be back on where they were last year. Yeah, and uh, that then I could us. I could go just fully Arizona considering the Cardinal combined the last 
Coyotes. Oh, oh yeah, it's true. The coyotes. Can never yeah. go full Arizona. Yeah, right, you're right, right. Half Arizona because the Cardinals have the best record in football. Yeah. Do they have a uh, soccer team in Arizona? Phoenix or? Rising, but it's it's it's. I think they're like they're not MLS. It's oh. like the division before that. I don't know what it is. You guys got good weather all year in Arizona. Beautiful weather. How Absolutely. Fantastic. How are the Lopes doing? Are they the Lopes? We we are. Uh, we only one loss, and it's two, we lost to Wyoming. Funny enough, and good old uh, Kenny Young, who I played against in high school for Smoky Hill, the great old redhead guy. But the the Yotes or the the Lopes are looking very very good right now. So nice. we just locked, knocked off. Loyal Marymont. Obviously, that's I'm watching every single game because God bless ESPN Plus because they stream every single game basically. So I get to watch whatever oh, yeah. they no, play. ESPN Plus between hockey. I get to watch uh, any hockey game except the Avs and then and, and then any GCU game I want. I I will say Hulu sometimes shows the Avalanche games and I've been able to watch some of their games on Hulu. Hulu has live sports. Hulu does have live sports. Right? Well, free shout out. Unfortunately, yeah, well, that was a free one, but. Uh, maybe at some point that won't be a free shout out. Uh, bench warmer of the week. Who do you got for bench warmer? Miami Heat. Absolutely the Miami Heat. You had talked all this smack. You could probably put the city of Miami. City of Miami. Just my oh yeah, I'll say Miami. It, this, you have all this smack, all these tweets. If if your team put up as much energy on the floor as you did sending out tweets about hate messages, how Jokic is going to get it November 29th, it would have been a game. Yeah, you might have been competitive. So, just a little bit of advice for the next time. Uh, my bench warmer of the week: uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You completed a great season, and like I said, I've been in those meetings where you're sitting there and your coach has told you, "Yeah, I just took another job," and you're like, 45 minutes ago, you told me, I, "Yeah, not all." I'm in the playing, and I have a scholarship, and now when the new coach comes in, I don't know if I'm going to have my money. Yeah, Notre Dame. Fact that it's a eleven and one season and he left too. They, Honestly, ha- they still might, have a chance technically to w- they get do, to a final yes, four. Yes, they do still they have don't a have chance. That coach. If Cincinnati and Georgia, if Cincinnati and Oklahoma State and, and Alabama and lose. Michigan lose, then Notre Dame. I, I would say if, if they need two out of the three to lose, mm. and they get a good shot. Yeah, but they, they obviously they need Alabama to lose. They need. Um, Alabama is a must loss, and and Cincinnati is a must loss. Honest, actually, because Cincinnati is their one loss on the year, they might they probably would rather see Oklahoma State lose, Alabama lose, and then it'd be them yeah. and Cincinnati. In yeah, the that's true. Yeah, because that makes it they, that makes they have it a better odds for them, team yeah. that they lost to. Um, but yeah, no bench warmer of the week. Doesn't matter who they, they don't know who their coach is. I don't know. I don't know who my coach is. I don't know who who's your dad. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, Notre Dame's my bench warm of the week. Now, let's go ahead. Week 13 of the FEOTB NFL Pick'em. Uh, you guys and I will have a competition. Nico will just take victory just laps around us. Away. Um, no, Thursday night football. It starts off with the Cowboys taking on the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Cowboys uh, favored at four and a half points. And, and breaking news as of uh, Monday, Taysom Hill will be a starter. Ooh. So interesting, and no longer Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Taysom Hill is is getting the nod the finally. Messiah, the most the highest paid quarterback on your roster finally gets a start after one guy gets injured and the other guy plays bad. Well, doesn't he make? Uh, this is going to screw the team over because he makes more money when he's a quarterback than when he's not playing That's quarterback. True. That's so now true. his actual quarterback contract kicks in. So yeah, I don't think Sean Payton. He did as much as he could to make sure that he didn't have to pay that money. But and here, now it, he it's does. happening. Um, I'm Saints. not picking the Saints. I'm str- I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Either, but a bounce back. 
who's more likely to bounce back, Mike McCarthy or Sean Payton? Uh, who's more li- most likely to bounce back, Dak Prescott or Taysom Hill? Yeah. Right. Like, like at some point, the coaches are are just are just sending plays in. Yeah. So I, I, I and I trust Dak more than I trust Taysom Hill for that matter. So I have to go Cowboys. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna go. I'm going Cowboys as well, but. The fact that now that Micah Parsons is on the Cowboys defense, he all Taysom Hill is your starting quarterback. Great. Oh, he's gonna run more. You know what? Number eleven is gonna spy number seven wherever he goes, and if he does take off and run, Micah Parsons is gonna catch him and make him pay for taking off. So I'll I'll stick with Dallas. We're both on the Cowboys for that one. Uh, next game that we have up here, first game on Sunday, Buccaneers at the Falcons, as, as NFC South matchup. Buccaneers favored by eleven on the road. That, that the Falcons are just a the, shit show. Yeah, yes. The fact that what was it two weeks ago when they couldn't even put up a point was it against New England? Yeah. I think it could be worse. It, I it, think eleven and a half is very generous. The Falcons just it they like they don't have Ridley. Hopefully Ridley's doing better. Patterson came back last week at least played a little bit better. Made it made the offense look watchable. But Kyle Pitts has been nowhere to be seen either. Like, you have weapons, Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith. I know it's not Derrick Henry, but, like, do something with what you got. Yeah. It could – I mean, it could be better. That's for sure. It's just it's going to get ugly fast. Buccaneers, it, I think, are covered big time and win. There was no question in my mind that I was picking Tampa Bay. And, yeah, Tampa Bay with the spread or maybe even over-under set at 50 and a half. I kind of like. I kind. I kind of like the under because I think the game will will be out of reach by the third quarter. I think it'll be like twenty. Very, very well. I think it'll be very similar to the Patriots game where the Patriots just start running the ball and the Buccaneers will just start running the ball and the game will be over. The the only thing about unders and why I very rarely bet them is the garbage time touchdowns have been real this year. And very real. especially for a team like Atlanta where they're like like you said, they're talented enough where they should be able to score every single week. But no. I could see them maybe putting up ten. So like a well, a forty five to ten game. That that's that's I mean, because yeah, I think like you said this earlier, Buccaneers weakness is the is the secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Ryan do something, right? Like it's <laughs> Have Come to on, do something. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> Earn a job somewhere because I don't think you're going to be in Atlanta much longer, but you're not earning You may be out of the league else. very yeah. soon if you're you don't show the yourself. You're going Joe Flacco, except you won an MVP, and, and Joe Flacco's never won an and, MVP. Yeah, and Joe, Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a problem, Jimmy. <laughs> Man, I didn't even. Yeah, it's been so long, I couldn't even remember. That was the blackout Super Bowl even. Way back when. Yep. If you're uh, born past 2000, you probably don't remember that. But here we are, rambling about how old we are. Uh, both on the Bucks. Next game up, Cardinals going to Chicago to play Dub Bears. Um, I, Kyler might be back. Might be his first please, game back. Please, please, DeAndre Hopkins play. I'm begging you. I need you for fantasy football. I need you. Are you fighting for a playoff spot here? <laughs> yes, big time. We are we are hanging on by a thread. And I need because I traded for DeAndre Hopkins like beginning of the year because I needed a receiver and I had three stacked running backs. And I was like, oh man, please just get healthy. I need you, buddy. That's all I need. I think Cardinals win this easily. D-Hop, please help me out a little bit, buddy. Yeah, uh, I think Cardinals are going to win. Whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, this Bears team is just 
I honestly, I was thinking that they're going to fire Nagy a couple weeks ago because <laughs> you could change something. As a GM, I think the GM's probably going to be out too. But as a GM, especially when you have the ability to fire the coach and it might make your situation better, maybe do that. Maybe do that. The, the rumors that he was going to get fired the day after the Thanksgiving game were funny, and, and it's – he kept his job. They He 100% would have been gone if they lost. Yeah. And maybe they just kept him around because of morals and they want to keep him until the end of the season. But at this point, don't put Justin Fields back on the field. Don't. No, no. Do not. Let Andy Dalton get lit up. Let him take all the hits and just let Justin Fields sit for a new coach. Something. If you're the GM and you want to keep your job for that matter, you tell Nagy, do not play him. You tell you get you pay the doctors off and tell them, hey, to tell tell Nagy that Justin Fields can't play He's for the rest of the season. He's injured for the rest of the season. We're gonna get rid of him in as like four as, weeks. As long as Nagy has a headset, Justin Fields is take, injured. Take my money. Just don't let Fields play. <laughs> I will give. I will let Dick, Mike Ditka blow cigar smoke in your face if you just say Justin Fields can't play for the rest of the year. That's all you gotta do. Save him, please. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals. This ain't even a question. I'm going Cardinals as well. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers going to the Bengals and, and playing in the Queen City. Classic letdown spot for the Bengals. Um, Classic letdown spot always for the Chargers. Always. Who's going to let down first? Yep. I, I think that the Bengals have a better defense, and I think that the Bengals' offense is going to be able to score enough points that even if it becomes a shootout, we will beat Justin Herbert in a shootout. Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert, I think for the first time as starters. Yeah, uh, or in general. Yeah, right. or, in, or in general, because I don't think that they – you're right, they didn't play in college either because um, LSU never played Oregon. Cause that would be a fucking train wreck. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going Bengals. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with the Bengals because they've been hot, and the fact that I can actually – see them winning games every weekend now, I'm just happy about that. So I'm going to ride that wave. I'm going Bengals too because, like I said, every single week, why do I – I would ne I'll never trust the Chargers ever. doesn't matter. Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, I'll keep saying it. The Chargers are untrustworthy. And as untrustworthy as Zach Taylor is, Brandon State is a great coach. That's the only reason the Chargers are going to be in this game. But Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be way too much, so I'll go Bengals too. Yeah, I think Mixon is going to have a huge day against that Chargers defense. So we're both on the Bengals. Javante Williams and Melvin Gore, or Javante Williams in general had a field day against the Chargers defense. Joe Mixon may go off for like two. Joe Mixon yards. might rush for over 200 <laughs> yards. He may, he may be able – like this, this few game stretch here might be where we get a back-to-back-to-back Thousand yard rushing season. I don't know what he's at right now, but the back to back was enough for me. Uh, like I said, he's he's the saving grace of the Queen City right now. He is that guy. Uh, next game up, Vikings at the Lions. Um, Vikings obviously, they're they looked good. So they, they did. They looked they're good. They're so schizophrenic. They're so schizophrenic. Up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't. They look. Is Mike Zimmer a good coach? Is he not a good coach? It's Kirk Cousins. Kirk decent. Cousins is not worth $84 million, but is he a feasible starting quarterback? Can you just toss Justin Jefferson the, the ball, ball at the, yeah, at the line time. of scrimmage? Make so sure Dalvin Cook gets the ball, even though he's now he's injured out for the game. That's what makes this interesting. I'm not picking the Lions. No, I uh, – <laughs> I'm not I've that tried, dumb. I've tried like three or four times that they were going to get their first win. You were hoping to get their win. And I'm pretty sure every single time that I've picked them to get their first win, they've lost on a last-second field goal. It was the Justin Tucker historical 69-yarder or whatever it was, and now it's the 
double doink. The curse of the double doink was lifted because the Detroit Lions suck so bad. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm st- staying away from betting this game in general or watching this game because it'll not be fun whatsoever. This one is a game that is not going to show up on red zone because neither team is going to be in a position in <laughs> that they can score. It's going to be like a Justin Jefferson 85-yard touchdown is going to be the difference. Uh, and it will be a 7-3 to win for the Vikings. Or and, yeah, and Matt Campbell is going to cry in the locker room again, maybe bite off another finger. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Vikings on this one. You're on the Vikings on this one. Um, so, yeah, we're actually in very locked. Even. Right we're now. all locked this far, yeah. Yep. So far, no, no differences here. Uh, next game up that we have is the Giants and the Dolphins. This one got very interesting because the Giants looked good last weekend. And the Dolphins, like you said, are on a three-game win four, streak, four-game four four win, win streak, and it's a four-game win streak where they're not even playing the guys that they like. Oh, it's not like they're out there trotting out the. the I think that ones. they would probably, as an organization, they would have rather Tua lost these last four games than them having won. Uh, but here we are. We, we're sitting with Miami as a possible wild card contender again. Again, who would have thought? And. Uh, the team that they're playing, the, the Giants, Giants are hosting. slowly getting healthy, too. Yes. <laughs> Talking about a team that has no had no weapons on offense. Talking about Ingram injured, Shepard injured, Barkley, um, Barkley injured. Um, um, Kadarius Tony was injured Kadarius for Tony, Kenny Galladay, all just on the offensive side of the ball. And, yeah, and I, that defense, I said <laughs> when I picked the Giants to finish ahead of the Cowboys in the NFC East. <laughs> I said that the Giants have a decent defense and Ooh, I was I not that. proven correct but they are playing better. They so are playing better. I will uh, go ahead I'm going to put my faith in New York because anytime I put my faith in the Dolphins I get... You hate rooting for the Dolphins too. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins here yeah. because of the four game win streak and they've been blessed with some like very bad teams honestly at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. No it's a great... Great portion of their schedule, but I don't know. I, I like Joe Judge. I like Brian Flores. This one might be a sneaky good game in the early slate, or at least maybe entertaining down the stretch. But yeah. who knows what's what's going to happen there. We're, we're, we're split on that one first split game. I'm taking the Giants. You got the Dolphins. Next game that we have, uh, the Eagles and the Jets. The Jets coming off a win, and the Eagles coming off that loss to the Giants. I, 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 uh. Zach Wilson, two in a row. No, no. Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Poor Jalen Hurts. It's every other week with this fan base, man. That guy is just so much better. He's He he has one bad week, and all hell's about to break loose. The guy is a very good quarterback, and this team just acts like, like he can't throw the football. Like It's, it's sad, it's bad, and, and I I wish better for Jalen Hurts because everywhere he's went, he's always been the afterthought. Oh, at Alabama, oh, wait, well, you have a – Kyle, we have a, a Tua behind you, so who really cares about that? At Oklahoma, wait, well, we have Spencer Rattler behind you. Who really cares? Now, at, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia's already looking at another quarterback to, to go get in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, yep. the Russell Wilson sweepstakes, like whatever sweepstakes they want to get in. And poor guy, I would love Jalen Hurts on my football team. If, and the Eagles got to be – I mean, he, him and Devontae Smith, when they want to play – Good or unbelievable. So I'm not betting on the Jets. I'm going to the Eagles. Here's the thing. <clears throat> the uh, Eagles drafted Jalen Rager a pick before Justin That's Jefferson true. was drafted. They traded up, I'm pretty sure, they, too. They leapfrogged the Vikings to pick Jalen Rager. The Vikings laughed and said, oh, you dra- you you thought we were picking him? 
Wait, you thought we were picking him. Oh, okay. We'll happily sit there with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's uh, a crazy situation there. I will give Nick Sirianni credit because if you if you listen to the show, you know that I gave him nothing Every but shit. Probably. Nothing but shit. Uh, he totally changed around his offense. They used to, when they were on their initial losing streak, they were passing the ball 67% of the time and trying to run only 37%. They switched it up. They have Scott and they have Jalen Hurts running. They, they kind of did what Baltimore did when Lamar took over, and they changed their offense. So I'll give him that credit, and I'm, I'm picking them over the Jets because I do think that Philly is a better team than New York. New York has played good in a few games, but it's very. It's, New York, I don't think, has won back-to-back games in probably four years. Yeah, I, I don't quote that stat on me, but I would guess it's around there. It's been a, a while. So we're both on Philly in that one. Uh, the AFC South is up next and we got the Colts going to Houston another team that got a surprise win in the Texans last week and absolutely killed my pick'em dreams uh I'm thinking the Colts this is their game to get back on track I think we may see a little bit of a Jacob Eason action a little Sam Ellinger action Uh, actually I don't think Eason is is on the team anymore I think I know Ellinger is so give me some Sam Ellinger by the third quarter because Jonathan Taylor has six studies (laughs) it's not it's it's Poor my poor Houston man. Th- those poor guys. Like it's. <laughs> First of all, thank God they got rid of Phil Lindsay. Lindsay's on the Dolphins now too. Thank God he got out of that situation. Maybe on a playoff team. Who knows? But <clears throat> man, the Texans. Poor guys. I feel bad for the whole team. The whole team. They just got screwed over by one guy, and their their front office said, "Let's buy in on on one guy," and then look what happened after that guy screwed up. Yeah, I mean, Texans are done for and are going to be bottom seller for another two or three years. The fact that these NFL teams, the amount of research that they do before they even bring a guy into the roster, and I, I can say kind of the same thing for the Nuggets. You give Michael Porter Jr. a giant contract, knowing he's got back issues, and now is he going to be out the rest of the season, or is it just oh, for just, extended? It, it, it may be the rest of the season. They're saying maybe playoffs, but it's – you got to know the guys that you're bringing into your team. You have and if, to, yeah. if, especially if you're going to commit to them financially and hamstring the rest of your franchise. If you if you're paying them oogles of money and they're not playing for you, what's the point? If a guy has 50 massage parlors across the country, I think there's a red flag in general. Yes. Let's let's just say that. All right. Him and Robert, the text chain that he has with Robert Kraft. Now, this is not not true, or at least not confirmed. The fact that he had a text chain with Robert Kraft, you shouldn't have paid him. $80 million over eight years or whatever it was. You should have gotten rid of him at that point. Yeah. Um, no, the Texans are in a bad spot. I'm going the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to just – Berserk. Go yeah. berserk. It'll be uh, – we'll, we'll see Wisconsin-Jonathan Taylor again. And it might be – remember when they had two running backs rush for over – or three running backs rush for over 100 yards with, with Wisconsin was, against Nebraska. Wasn't it – That uh, was a comp's last game too. I want – let's see. Who was that? I think it was Melvin. It was Melvin. Was I think it Burkhead, was, I think? Um, it, it was Monty Ball. Monty Ball was one of them. Yeah, I think it was Monty Ball, and it Melvin Gordon. Burkhead. And I think Burkhead was the third one. Yeah. That sounds right. But, uh, yeah. It's a little a, sexy Rex, he. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't heard ooh, that name in a while. Rex wow. Burkhead, yeah. Uh, yeah. And former Cincinnati Bengal. So, there you go. Uh, we're both on Indianapolis in that one. Next game up, we have Washington, the Wooft, going to uh, – Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Washington looks okay. Look okay. Let's yeah. Let's say okay because the Seahawks look terrible. The Seahawks are not a good team. And and I was I mean I hit three bets on Monday. I hit I hit the the I hit three dogs. I hit the um 
the football team. I had GCU, and then I hit the Nugs. And we're all three dogs on on Monday that I just hammered. So and and I'm for that reason I'm going Washington because I hate the Raiders and the Raiders don't know what kind of football they do. No. Like they don't know what they're gonna do every single week, and here they are just trying out there. Well, maybe Derek Carr will play like he did the first four weeks. Who knows? And then this team will just flounder again and be back to where bottom seller of this division like they usually are. I will say that uh, Taylor Heineke. The more I watch him, the more he's reminding me of Brett Favre. That's why he wears number four. Brett Favre is his hero, and he doesn't. He's got a good arm. I'm not saying that, but he doesn't have the arm strength that Brett has. But the way he makes his decisions right now, it's very Brett Favre early on in his career, where he tries to make the big play and gets his receiver killed. There's a couple times where <laughs> yeah. he got his his dude absolutely Just wrecked last murdered. night. But now he's also there's a couple times where he checked down to the running back and Taylor Heineke in the divisional round last year. I don't think he remembered that the running back was a position on the field. Also, Antonio Gibson, I tweeted it out on our account last night. He's uh, reminding everybody of his dog status. Gibson, I needed Gibson to score less than 16 points to win. <laughs> Unfortunate one of my for you. He had 19 and yeah. I was pissed. Unfortunate. I was, are you, I was like, Oh man, please just slow, he, he slow it down, please. Like just just throw the other running back in, whoever his name is. Heineke, throw the McKissick. ball to McLaurin. Yeah, like or, do or something. Yeah, and just oh, Logan Thomas was, was back too for them. They're Logan another Thomas team that was all tight end. Yeah, too. a former, former quarterback, quarterback. Uh, did what Tebow should have done, and look what happened. <laughs> He's a captain. Happened, yeah. He's a captain on the Washington football team, and they're another team that's getting healthy at the right time. So I, I watch out. Watch, except. They still obviously have the biggest injury of all, Chase Young not being there, which still hurts them. But honestly, the defense still looked really good Their against the Seahawks offense. That is yeah. abysmal. They, uh, well, I mean, that to- that touchdown got called back. Logan Thomas was about to have a touchdown. It got called back. So the defense had to go back out there. And you you either stop them and win the game or they score. And and they did score. The defense was able to hold, hold the off two the two-point conversion. Version, that's, that, so. that's, that's a well-coached team right there. Yep. A team that, that doesn't River, back down River even – yeah, Riverboat Ron, you, you guys, that guy's never going to be a coach of a team that gives up. Uh-oh. And Taylor Heineke, I said, I, I brought it up before, he played that divisional round while talking to his master's professors. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make the test day. Uh, yeah, and that I'm professor's like, oh, right, you're starting in the football game this weekend for the right. Washington football team. Right, okay, yeah, nope. He is. He uh, is. He is. He by really the way, is. bonus points. Do you, can you tell me where Taylor Heineke went to college? I know his career. I saw. Yeah. So he, he played for the Dolphins, played for the Patriots, yeah. played for the Texans. Yep. And oh, I, I think there's one more before the football team. I can't remember. Yeah, this is. I think it's his. Sixth uh, team? Yep. And this. The I Battle mean, Hawks obviously count too, but I was just thinking NFL teams. Yeah, but do the Battle Hawks count? <laughs> no. They were a team, so they, they were, count. They, they yeah. were a team. He was getting paid to play football. Uh, he's a great story. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. I would love for him to be the guy, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. Well, if Fitzpatrick, if they do go on the run that we're expecting and Fitzpatrick is healthy, and you're, I'm giving you Ron Rivera's job for the day when that does happen. Who do you go to? Do you stick with the quarterback that possibly led you on this run, or do you go back with the guy that you were initially? You stick. I think you stick with the guy. I you think that you. I think that you, you stick, stick with, with the guy because Fitzpatrick's a, a brilliant relief pitcher, and if, if for whatever reason Heineke can't if play, that, yeah, if, yeah, if that does happen, scenario. It, 
and Ryan Fitzpatrick also understands that. He's a guy that would understand my role for the team right now is to be the backup, and if Taylor goes down. He's going to be a hell of a scouting quarterback. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> hell that, of a scouting quarterback. That might be what pushes Washington and, and gives them a little bit of a run late. Uh, we're both on the football team there. Jacksonville at Los Angeles, the Rams. This is a good get-back game for them. And, by the way, the one job that uh, Urban has not had yet that he said he would leave his he current position is Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And it's available now. It's available. Could he possibly be getting another uh, lap dance here? <laughs> or? Uh, here? Here we go. Here's my wild card of the week. I'm playing the Jaguars card this week. Screw it. I don't know why because I want to be different than you, and we've hit – Every single one outside of one, the same. So I'm going to go different this one because I feel like the Jaguars could, could – and I think the, the Rams right now, McVeigh is like, I don't know what to do with all these players. And I think the Rams are just in a free fall, mm-hmm. absolute free fall where they may not make the playoffs. And I think Trevor Lawrence has the best game of his career thus far. I think he comes out, puts up a performance against a team that isn't – is it is is doesn't know who they are. Let's put it that way. Doesn't know who they are. So I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence wildly here against the Rams. It doesn't matter because you could lose that game in and it doesn't exactly. You could lose yeah. that game in 40 more, and I'd still have to catch up in two weeks. I'm going Los Angeles, but I think that this one could be a lot closer than people are, are expecting. I might be interested in the spread for Jacksonville, and if it is the game that I I think it could be where it is close, Los Angeles loses their. Conference championship expectations for me. They lose their Super Bowl. If they if they struggle with Jacksonville right now, I don't see them making it past. The they might be one, able to make it pass one. through the wild card, but they'd be a divisional exit, just and like they well, were last year. The wild card, they'll be facing down Arizona, where I would trust Arizona right now, and, and the other team on top of that would be the Packers. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a very similar arc as they were last season. They have a better quarterback now, but – Remember, they lost the division to Seattle and beat Seattle in the wild card. And then I don't think that they'd beat Arizona in the wild card, but I do think that they might be able to get to the divisional, but that's as far as that Just go. based on the talent they have. Just Yeah, just based on the talent. Like, Jalen Ramsey is still a premier corner. corner. Aaron Donner. Colonel. Aaron Donald's still the best. He's defensive still a football. very good defensive defensive lineman. And if Vaughn – if they can get some sort of outside pass rush with Vaughn, that's all. That's all I need is, is Vaughn because it was it was kind of it was hilarious because they there was a triple team on Aaron Donald and they let Vaughn Miller loose and they said you know what, we're just gonna run the opposite side and it worked or you can just take the San Francisco 49ers approach and just have George Kittle or Kyle Juicy Juice uh, just lay the wood too on whoever they put, have in front of you. Um, yeah, he, either one Kittle works. Buried, uh, I think it was Kittle, Kittle yeah. might still be buried. In Poor Candlestick Vaughan. Park. Poor or Vaughan. Levi State. It's not Candlestick Park anymore. It's Levi Stadium. But Kittle Kittle ate that man's lunch. And I I can't see Vaughn as a premier pass rusher after it now. He w- the crazy thing he was at the beginning of the year. He had like four sacks in the first four games. Like he was that dude at the beginning of the year. And then he changed numbers, changed jerseys, went to LA. And things aren't always brighter in LA. No. No. All the guys that they brought in to win, they have not won yet with mm. them. Vaughn, OBJ, OBJ Stafford, list goes on and on. Ramsey, like, like, do we want to keep going? It's, How many first round picks they've given up? It's not happening. And Les Need and Cronky uh, are gonna have some, some yeah, very God, difficult questions. God bless Cronky having a kid. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm just really glad Stan Cronky isn't in control of the Abs or Nuggets and Josh's. 
It's a good thing for the Nuggets and the Avalanche. The next game that we have here, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has three uh, divisional games still left. So Pittsburgh is – Pittsburgh, I think – I said it before, they're, or before like beginning of the episode, they're going to be the first season in probably 20 years that they've, they've had a losing season. I'm Ravens all the way here. Ravens showed me nothing, though, on Sunday. So I don't expect a blowout. I expect a very close game, but I'm not trusting – I'm trusting Lamar Jackson to come out on top because the Pittsburgh can't do anything. No, it's going to be an old-school style AFC North matchup, and whoever runs the ball better, and I trust Baltimore in that regard, even without a running back because Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is your running back and quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be just fine for them. I think that they're going to handle the Steelers, especially even in even with it being in Pittsburgh. I don't think that's going to have an impact It obviously on doesn't that. matter anymore because the Bengals came in and slapped them. Also went into Baltimore and slapped the Ravens. True, so I'm just true. saying the Bengals might be better than these two teams, um, and it, that might not even be a fan speaking. That yeah, might just be objective. Maybe in general, yeah. Uh, 49ers Seahawks, the last game before Sunday Night Football. Um, I I think that this one, with Debo being hurt, it's not going to be as bad. But this could still be very ugly. Yeah, there's there's one team in this game, you know, that should fire their head coach. That's all I'm gonna. Say. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm picking the 49ers. You got a here. head coach stake in this game. You also have a quarterback stake in this game. You got a lot of stake in this game. Well, let's see if Jimmy G is available. Do you want Jimmy G at all? No. I don't want Jimmy G. I don't. I don't care for Jimmy G at this if point. It's, just, if if it's you just, can't get Wilson or Rogers, is Jimmy G anywhere? No, okay. you keep Teddy. Okay. If you can't, Teddy and Jimmy to me are on the same playing field like they're the same level it's not an upgrade if you get jimmy g over tay bridgewater you might as well keep what you got mm. yeah it's it's a thought i don't know there might still be some the people big, that the big like rumor jimmy g, but. The, the big rumor is cleveland is their interest in jimmy g and that they'd be willing to pay jimmy g instead of uh, instead of uh Baker. As long as we get a commercial where Baker is evicted from First Synergy Field, I will be okay I'll be with, okay with being the quarterback okay. the Browns. And they need to make sure they pick up that campaign wherever he goes because those sure. are that's the highlight of Sunday. That and the progressive commercials because so the new come, one, or the the becoming your parents, those new ones are come to killing. Denver and we'll have Mile High at a, we'll, we'll put you in the mountains, get you a nice little cabin. We'll have some funny commercials. We love doing endorsement deals with our athletes in Colorado. That's Absolutely, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, San Francisco or Seattle? Yeah, San Francisco. San Francisco. I'm not stupid. Okay, okay. Next game might Yep. Otherwise, here we go. I'm going. I'm. I'm picking my Broncos. I. Yep. I'm doing it. Everything's going against us. Andy Reid is 19 and three all time after bye week. The Broncos are are three and 19. I think in some. Oh, what was the stat? Three and 19. I think after. After a, after a win against the Chargers and or some it was some stupid stat. I don't know what it was. Three and a, and and so in total, like it's where you have everything going against us. There's nothing to lose. You get you didn't have a primetime game all year and then you were gifted it in the regular season and here we are, chance to be on top of the division. Why not? I the coaching is gonna lose us this football game. But why not? It being in Kansas City Hurts, yeah. But then again, Kansas City at the beginning of the year was a place any everyone wanted to play with. Bills ran through there. The yeah. the Raiders ran through there. Chargers ran through there. Everybody has basically run through there at the beginning of the year. Obviously it's a lot different now, but that's all I'm saying. 
Jackson Mahomes, show up at the game, see what happens. When my team was flexed to Sunday Night Football to play the Chiefs, the Chiefs scored 40 to 5 points. It was a couple years ago, so I'll give you that. I think the Broncos might be better, but uh, yeah, I'm going Chiefs. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. In Arrowhead, the Chiefs are a 10 point favorite. I don't know. I might be looking at that possibly because I don't know if they're as well oiled to that point, but I'm I'm picking the Chiefs because I think that's a smart pick, and I obviously have to stick to, to smart picks. Monday Night Football, AFC East battle. Uh, Bills coming off of their bye, 7-4. and four. Patriots, 8-4. and four. Winner of this game takes sole possession of number one, not only in the AFC East, but also possibility of moving into the number one seed in the AFC in general. All that being said, it's in Buffalo. Are you going... Patriots, are you going Bills I'm going, and why? I'm going Bills because Bills are back and the Bills will circle the wagons. The Bills are playing Buffalo in the cold weather. Mac Jones doesn't play in cold weather. Hasn't yet this point in his career. Only played in rain. He hasn't played in the snowy winter. December of Buffalo, New York. And bing bong, the Bills are back, baby. And I'm going with the Bills. I still think that they're the one of the best teams they have seen. And I'm still riding the Josh Allen hype train. They ball out on 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 Thanksgiving, mm. so I'm riding that train. And I think the Patriots have a hiccup in the road. They'll still be a playoff team very easily, probably the division winner. But I think the Bills get back on track. I'm I thought you were going to go New England. I'm going Buffalo because this is this is Max's first time playing in Buffalo, and it just so happens to be in December. And we know that quarterbacks. One place that they hate playing in December of all places Buffalo. is Buffalo. The wind in Western New York is real. Mac Jones doesn't have a strong arm to begin with. And that's one thing Josh Allen has. Josh Allen can throw it in the weather, in the wind, whatever. And uh, I, honestly, I'm, I think that they're going to be fired up for this it's, game. It's, they're, they're, it could be a chance game of the year. I think this game could be absolute fireworks. I'm also thinking that Buffalo came into the season thinking that they were going to have a cakewalk. And now that they know the Patriots are right there, they're going to be they're like, a little frigid. This could have been a, a trap game. And now it's like, oh. You're, we're not expected to win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess uh, we're both going Buffalo then. That means that we are pretty much all dead even except for like three games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the movement. Be sure to vote in the Twitter polls at FEOTB pod. I know I didn't put them out last week. I was on vacation. So I gave you guys a freebie, but we'll be back this week with the pick them on Twitter. So be sure to vote and uh, see if you can push me out of number two because I'm not going to number not one. Not catching me. That's all I'll say. I'm not not catching me at all. I'll win the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm a playoff performer. That's what I'm going to say. That's going to be it for this week of the FEOTB NFL pick them. And now we get to go into what's brewing. Presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. Be sure if you're up in the Gunnison Valley area, it's going to be difficult to get to now. Uh, but if you have the chance, be sure to check out High Alpine Brewing Company out there on Main Street. Uh, I, I won't, I'm going to let you start because uh, what's brewing, I'm interested to see what you had. Because we didn't, I, like I said, I didn't fill out the outline. So who knows what, what this is going to bring. The NHL is going to fumble the bag, Jimmy. They're going to fumble the bag. That we're not going to be going to the Olympics, I think. I think there's, we're leading towards that because the Islanders had or, or, or had had to reschedule games. Uh, Senators had to reschedule games. They're saying now, because <clears throat> for for whatever reason, Batman thought it was a good idea that we still need the All Star break, so there'll be four weeks off basically of of between the All Star break before the Olympics and the Olympics for three weeks. And players are worried about going over because of the COVID stuff and everything. And 
it's it's getting worse and worse and i hope they can figure this out and slow the 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 p players and covid protocols because any more teams that that have to reschedule games could be facing that harsh reality and i just it, it would be an absolute shame it'd be an absolute shame because you know that 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 matthews wants to wants to represent team usa olympics you know mckinnon wants to get his first chance at representing canada in the olympics and and mcdavid they all want to do it it's just Batman is always going to be Batman, and here we are and we may have that problem again it's getting worse and worse the key date to look at is january 14th or maybe it's 15th because that's the day the last day that the nhl can back out of the olympics mm -hmm. so we'll see getting up to that date but we're all hope for it. it's, it's a stretch to try to get there because if, if if we get like five or six more teams that have to reschedule games there's is a very very high likelihood that we may not have the nhl olympics yeah i was i heard about the uh opt-out date and it is it's in the middle of january i'm trying to find the <clears throat> specific day but no i the fact that they left the opt-out date is it's bad if it's very bad anyways it should have just been honestly with the olympics why do we care about an all-star game there's first of all i didn't care about the all-star game anyways but why would we care about the all-star when we have where, where's the uh when they're talking about going over where are the olympic i don't even know it's where. in beijing. beijing and the, the only reason why they're even caring about the all-star game because it's in vegas and they have to have money in Vegas, guys. It's it's ridiculous. Like, first of all, the I always put the basketball all-star game ahead because of the dunk contest, three-point contest. The Pro Bowl is a joke, and the NHL is right up there because, because it's the best players in the world not caring to play hockey. Well... How about you make your make your uh, league some money and skip the All Star Game and have the best players in the world play for something, play for the country, play for pride in a game that matters. Instead, no, let's go have these guys run around. I hope there's a point where Olympians, the Olympic hockey players, decide not to play in the All Star Game like they do for the Pro Bowl. The team that is in the Super Bowl, those players that were elected to the Pro Bowl don't play. Mm. Well. If you're the only Olympics, don't play in the All Star break. Take it one week, because because like I said, if you if you get caught with COVID in Beijing, it's a two week pro or two or a two week uh, um um what you call it quarantine, and you're stuck in Beijing, and that means you miss part of the NHL break season. Well, let's be smart. Let's have all the Olympic hockey players in the NHL not go to the All Star break and just quarantine at home for a week, go to Beijing, play the game, come back, all said and done. But Gary Bettman, that's too logical. Well, I mean, Team Canada has proven that even with all the guys going to play in the Olympics, there's still going to be very, very talented guys to do All-Star break. I it would be more fun for me if the NHL televised the the accuracy, the all of the oh, challenges, yeah, yeah, and then had the game at the end. Maybe I I I, I love hockey. I watch I, I, I watch a lot of hockey. That's not the Avalanche, especially now that it's on ESPN, and I can't get the Avs games. I don't don't care about the NHL All Star Game. I don't no, think I've ever no watched. I've never actually watched one, and I don't even know. There's guys that get voted to the All Star Game and people care, but it's not even that huge big of a deal. No, it's really not. Like they they've tried to over the years make it better by making it divisional things, and 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 honestly, year after year, it's. Ovi's division and they win it all every single year. You have Ovechkin in there. You have Crosby. You had uh, 
Or McDavid's not that. Or maybe they are in that division. Um, no, the, I think McDavid's on the different on the western one. side. But it's there's there's so like just it's not needed. Just just don't. It's been eight years. Yes. Don't do this to me again, Batman. It was a joke that 2018 didn't have the the NBA NHL on there, and here we are again. You have an excuse now. You've been given an excuse to have all the layoff on you, but it's you're gonna lose your league more money. You, the viewership and the the, the hyper on hockey will be at an all time high. Coming off the Olympics, imagine a USA or Canada gold that is gonna hype up the NHL playoffs right right into the NHL playoffs, and it'll be perfect for the sport. Mm-hmm. But no, let's have the All Star break because everybody cares about that. Um, yeah, uh, and breaking news: Gary Bettman's the worst commissioner, or still tied for been. worst commissioner in sports with Manfred Manfart. Um, <clears throat> my uh, what's brewing. I want to have a little bit of a discussion because, excuse me, when the NIL was signed, and and I've had this conversation, and, and we've been talking about whether or not college players should be paid and all that kind of stuff for a while. When the NIL was put into effect, what was the main thing that we all heard? This is going to kill the sport. When you make it about money, college sports loses the integrity. I think that this is one of the most exciting college football seasons that we've had, especially with the play on the field. What's the difference that we've seen in this college football season? Coaches are apparently, and there's no transfer portal for coaches, coaches can leave just as quickly as players. And all I heard about for four years was the transfer portal is going to kill us, the NIL is going to kill us, if you pay the kids, that's going to ruin the game. I think the game has gotten better. What's going to kill you is that now Oklahoma, who – is was set up to be another a Big 12 champion, college football playoff contender. Lincoln Riley decides to leave at the drop of a hat, and you drop two recruits in four hours, two five-star recruits in four hours. That, now, I don't know if they're yeah. going to USC and following Lincoln Riley, but that sucks. And and Rattler, that same day, obviously, Rattler does a start, so it doesn't matter. But he answered a transfer portal. I would not be surprised if Caleb Williams tries to do the exact same thing. It's one thing after another. Notre Dame is, is going to be fine because it's Notre Dame, and it's not like This people, might be the one thing that pushes them into the ACC. Like, like, like Notre Dame... <laughs> Notre Dame is bigger than than Brian Kelly. Let's put it that way. People are not going to Notre Dame to play for Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly is the winningest coach in program history. He does have and he does have a pedigree, but but at the same time, putting on the gold helmet, it's still a leans a little bit more than who, who doesn't matter who coaches. Yes, and I, I will say that the the Notre Dame coaching job was a lot more lucrative and a lot more. Attractive after, yeah. when it was the BCS because Notre Dame in a BCS formula is going to get into the national championship way more than a four-team college football playoff. So that I can understand him, you know, making that decision for for that reason. Finish the season. That's all I'm asking. Like that's the, that's the worst part. The like, meetings that I've been talking about were post the season. Like yes, we had no games coming up, so it sucked not having a coach and having to go find a new guy. But I didn't have to worry about looking stupid underneath a new person on the on it, the sidelines. Imagine wildness happens and Notre Dame squeaks in the top four. Like like just just think about that for a second. He's he, look and first of all, also LSU hasn't announced that he he hasn't that that they they've picked him up yet. He has announced it himself. He has changed his Twitter profile name, his Instagram profile, him and LSU gear, the LSU. Program has not announced it correctly yet, which obviously they will. But still, like, 
you have a ch- you, like it's not a good chance. Don't get me wrong. It's not. It's, it doesn't look good. You got a lot. Have a lot to happen, but there's a chance. Mm-hmm. It's not like Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma has zero chance to make the top four. So that at least makes a little bit of sense. Doing it before, but Notre Dame. The situation. Brian Kelly. Notre Dame is going to be better off without Brian Kelly. Let's put it that way. He like Notre Dame will be just fine. Oklahoma's the one I think is going to hurt the most. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But honestly, that's we should just all I want is the coaches to be held to the same standard as the players. If a player wants to leave and you're going to give him a ration of shit for it, I want to see the same being heaped on to Lincoln Riley and and Brian Kelly because those guys are the ones that are. Leaving a team, the team can bring in a new recruit. Exactly. As the coach leaves, that could kill a program. Mm-hmm. That could be a death sentence for a program, and I think Oklahoma is going to be in Flounder a lot worse it. of a situation. And especially going to the SEC. Yeah. Oh, man, they don't know what they're up for. No. They better hope college basketball – they better hope that their basketball program gets on top. Oh, I think their basketball program is going to be worse than the Very SEC. bad, too. Ever since Trey left and Buddy Hill no longer, like a, that basketball program is even worse. <sighs> Boomer sooner, right? Boom, Boomer sooner? No, no. Uh, that's What's Brewing, presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. And now for our betting segment, sponsored by our, our sponsors, uh, mybookie.ag. Use our promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and you'll double your first deposit. I'm going into this blind. I'm just going to pick what I'm, I'm able to find on the mybookie side. I'm, I'm sure that you have yours uh, all planned out, and we'll get to your right to slope. But what's your first betting line for the week? First one, it's easy. I'm Broncos plus 10. I'm, I'm not going to bet Broncos money. I'm not. I think we cover, though. Plus 10, I think we cover because, look, this Chiefs defense is still that bad. Mm -hmm. This Chiefs offense is that good, but I think the Broncos – because you got to remember, last year, during the regular season, the Broncos gave – were one of the few teams that kept the game, like the Chiefs, under 20 points last year. And you got to think, this defense, obviously, no Vaughn Miller, but you didn't have him last year. And you got to think, this defense may try to keep him in check. And Fangio, obviously, I don't trust him at all as a coach, but maybe he can dial up a game plan to slow him down to a point where your offense just needs to put up points. And then if you do that, it's a game, and then you're covering 10.5. So I'm taking that the whole way, plus 10. I don't, I'm not confident in my team to win, but I'm confident for cover. If it was in Denver, I'd probably say that they'd get blown out because that's what they've like to do oh, that's this, exactly this season. Too, yeah. um, but no, I don't I don't think that plus 10 in Kansas City, that's not that bad. Uh, my first one that I got, that I talked about Wake Forest Pittsburgh in the ACC Championship, over under is set at 72 and a half. These two teams that don't is, play th- that, defense. Like, <laughs> that is so enticing to take the under. I'm sorry. I, I got that. Uh, but The last time I bet an over in Wake Forest, it was 68 and a half. I said, there's no like, there's no way, right? There's, there's, no, there's no way. And they scored 80 points before fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Between the two teams. Dude, uh, oh, that's so Kenny tempting. Pinkett, Sam Hartman. Hartman averages like three touchdowns a game. Kenny Pinkett is in the Heisman conversation. I, I don't know. He probably might be a finalist. And he he might be the first quarterback drafted in, in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So, 72 and a half. If you – Want an if you want to make this Wild. exciting, bet over <laughs> seventy two and a half at minus one ten for for Wake Forest versus Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be that that one might be the biggest shootout of the weekend. That is, I I I see that and I'm like, damn, I really want, I like I hate betting the under, but I think I have Life's to. Too short. 
I know life's, life's too way too short because uh, then you're hoping for bad football and I can never root for bad football. That's fair. That's fair. All right. My next one, I have bills Patriots over 43 and a half points. Well, life's too bad short to bet the under for over 43 and a half bills hammered the over against the Saints. They put up 30 points, and the Saints covered with 10 points at the end there, so they got that over. I think the Bills cover very well, and so are the Patriots. Patriots' offense has been no like no other. Mm. Both high-powered offenses. Give me the over 43.5. Yeah, that's a, a – I mean, 43 in the NFL, it's very easy for that think That's a 22-21 to 21 game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty easy for these two te- for teams in the NFL to hit. So, I like that one. Uh, my next one that I have, it's the uh, Pac-12. This was a write-in game. My, my bookie wasn't going to have the Pac-12 championship on here, but they put it on here. U.S. – actually, that's a, that was a makeup game. Uh, Pac-12 championship, Pac-12 championship. Here we go. Oregon is plus three. I like Utah minus three plus 100. Yeah, I like minus three too. Because they – just the fact that they dominated them, they can win by more than three points. Yes, absolutely. If Utah's going to win, it's going to be by more than three. I just – Oregon always – in the Pac-12 championship, hard to be, to be a team twice. That's the only reason. Yeah. But I, my last one here, I, I got – there's UFC card this weekend. It's halfway decent. Halfway decent. Good to good, see some good old Clay Guida back in action. And He's we have fighting. Yeah, he's still fighting. But we have Jose Aldo versus, versus Font. And and I'm going to go Jose Aldo plus 128. Those odds are very, very enticing with Font. Font is a very, very good fighter. I can't think of his first name for whatever reason. Uh, Rob. Rob oh, Font. Oh, that's right. That Rob Font. I knew it was something wacky like mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, I'm taking Aldo plus 128. Aldo's old. I don't think Font has the, the willpower, though, to beat a guy like Aldo. Aldo is a legend but at some point, legends don't lose to lower-level talent, even if they're old. Like, like you can go out and take the dogs back to the shed, but like, if if a guy's like a legend and and he's falling off his career, he still beats up on the bad people. Think about um, oh, who was it? Oh, oh, I, I don't. Say, I'm oh, not man. very familiar with Font, um, but I will say the last Brazilian legend that went and fought a young guy that he was supposed to be able to compete with was Henan Burrell. Uh, and those two fights against TJ... I don't know if Rob Font is TJ Dillashaw level, especially at that point yeah, of his career. Especially but, at that that weight class. Yeah. Aldo's trying to recreate his career. That's the only thing. So I, 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 I still... I mean, puncher's chance, and he's had a, a few really good knockouts. Ten years as an undefeated fighter. So, true. You can't deny that. No. You can't I, deny that. Plus, plus 128, I mean, that's a respect thing. Very, yeah. Like, you just... Take that out of respect mm-hmm. because it very easily could Very happen. easily, very easily could happen. With the UFC event coming up that I didn't know about, I'm going to take the guy that ended CM Punk's UFC career, Mickey Gall, plus 180 over Alex Morono. I don't know anything about Alex Morono. I don't Mickey, either, but I know who Mickey Gall is. I know who Mickey Gall is, too. Screw it. I, uh, uh, let's let's get stupid here. Let's, Jimmy, create a little bit of a parlay. Okay. We'll have two parlays. Give me, put Guida, put, put, uh, uh, put, Put a, um, put who you just said. Nicky Gall. Nicky Gall, and give me Maki Patolo. Three hundred dogs. What's that? What's that? At? Maki Patolo. I know he's in that car too. His name nickname's Coconut Bombs. What's uh? Do you know his line? It's like plus one something. Maki Patolo. Maki Patolo. I have Guida. Guida's plus one fifty five, and Mickey Gall's plus one eighty. 
So that puts us at over three already. So I, I, it's probably around plus five, five twenty yeah, something around I, there. I believe so. So Mickey Gall and uh, Guida one fifty five and one eighty is plus three thirty five, and uh, Katolo, what the heck? I don't know. I thought I, I thought I saw him fighting this weekend. I know, I saw him as the underdog, but all three of those get like a plus five hundred is your bonus ride the slope. But now while Jimmy's looking that up, let's get the actual ride the slope. I don't have my ski goggles here because in Colorado ski season has started. Yeah, so you have. To so have, I have, have to use them. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to use them now. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go college football. I gave you your Thanksgiving feast. We hit on one of the three. It was sad boy hours. So we're we're going first one. I'm gonna give you the 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 uh, the college football ride the slope championship edition. So first, easy Baylor plus four and a half versus Oklahoma State. Yes, I'm not not happy with the easy part, but I think Oklahoma State will win by a field goal. Yeah. I think four and a half is. I don't think Oklahoma State wins by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that's where I like that four and a half spread for Baylor. Medium difficulty, Alabama plus six and a half versus Georgia. It's Alabama. That's why I, I don't think Georgia will blow them out. I think talent on the table. I, I, I think a talent on the table, Georgia could do that. But then again, Kirby Smart against Nick Saban, you got to think it's going to be a game. It'll be a game. I think no matter what happens, it'll be a game. So I think plus six and a half is pushing it. Very, very much pushing it. Yeah. I Before I bet on that game, I'd have to go back and see the last time that they played in the SEC championship and how that game would go. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, Because plus six and a half is a lot. Like, betting on Saban is similar to betting on Aldo. That's just yeah. – It's just – It's a go. It's a go. Yeah. You just – it's like don't even think of oh Alabama's playing throw yes, money on them yeah. exactly and then last one let's get stupid Iowa plus ten and a half versus Michigan Alex Padilla show baby give me Iowa covering plus ten and a half I think Michigan wins the game but I think Iowa makes it interesting and I think they give them a little bit of a scare and then Michigan wakes up and realizes oh we got to win this game and they win the game but plus ten and a half spread so I'm picking Oklahoma State Georgia and Michigan. All to win, but I'm picking Baylor, Alabama, Iowa to cover. Very wacky, I know. Very uh, weird. Altogether, plus 584, 100 bucks, wins you $5,840. I switched up the one that you gave me. I put Jamal Hill instead on there because he's another underdog at plus 140. So the Guida, Jamal Hill, and uh, Mickey Gall is plus 475. If all three of those guys went outright, if you take the money line. Jamal Hill is a pretty damn good fighter, too. He's fighting Jimmy Crute. Who Crute, who, who lost to, uh, that bad leg injury to Anthony Smith, if you remember. Yep. I remember seeing that. that he could just Winston Payne, and I remember that. So, yeah, I don't. I, Jamal Hill's a fighter that I like, too. I think he, he could get himself into a title picture for the next three or four fights. This, I mean, yeah, and, and light, at light heavyweight, who's going to – this is like a figure out who's going to who, who contend wants it, for the yeah. next, next title defense. But, yeah, Anthony Smith is Crute's last fight. Before that, he knocked out Bukaskis. Bukaskis, Bukaki, that's it's it's between uh, basketball and um, UFC is the hardest names that I've ever had to like. Basketball, I feel like it's pretty easy. It was it was Regis because Regis brings in all their international kids. So I had like yeah, if you want, I had an Italian name that I couldn't figure out. Oh, 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 I have to announce you Taekwondo. Yeah, you know how tough that is. Some of these names, I'm like. 
when you're hosting like <laughs> Japan I, yeah, or one of those. Yeah, like, when yeah. I'm hosting those stupid terms, and I'm like, hey, how do you? Pro-? And I ask the person, how do you pronounce your name? They're like, I'm, a, I'm like, sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> Can you S- pronounce it, it, please? Spell it phonetically. Slowly. And write it like I'm in kindergarten, and that's how I'm going to. Say it to me like I'm four. <laughs> Come on. Sound it out. If you have more than three syllables in your last name, Polato. Yep. Okay. I, yeah, I fall under that. That's yeah, awesome. I fall under that. If you have more than four syllables in your last name, I'm just calling you by your first name. Yeah. Broadcasting. <laughs> I'm, I apologize. Uh, oh, by the way. I get to you're the Bruce Buffer of uh, Taekwondo USA Taekwondo. I'm about to become the U- Bruce Buffer of <laughs> Arvada West Girls High School basketball. basketball. Woo! They had a big win to the open. Do, they, the do they play Creek this year? I don't know if they play Creek, but uh, if they play Creek, by my cousins on the J- JV team, so uh, maybe go to that game. Yeah, and uh, from what I've heard from that coach, they're supposed to be in position to win their league at least. <laughs> win their league. <laughs> we'll, at least. we'll see about that. I don't think that he said state championship, but obviously that's the goal. But uh, that should be. If you're in Arvada in Colorado, this is where we just cater to our Colorado people. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring the energy. Absolutely. I'm obviously going to bring the energy and get my Guido Bruce Buffer on. Um, but, yeah, that's going to bring us to uh, player and play of the week. So what do you have for play of the week? Play of the week, it was easy. I, I tweeted about it, was it Friday? Maybe it was either Friday or Saturday when all college football was going on. Dayton with one of the stupidest game winners to upset number four Kansas. The, the First of all, the guy, it was a two-point game. And it was 62-64, and the Dayton player, I can't, I think it was McCormick or something, drove the lane, threw up a floater. Kansas guy blocked it. Two seconds left. They get the rebound, kick it out. Three, game winner in the Texas Invitational, whatever it is. Storm the court, insane. Beat the number four team in the country. There's nothing like, like, I know college football is amazing, but there's nothing like the excitement of college basketball game winners. College basketball game winners are some of the most insane highlights, most fun highlights you'll ever see. Well, I I do I those are college basketball is where I do have a lot of my uh, holy shit kind of moments, moments so, yeah. especially down the stretch. Um, yeah, I, I like that one. My play of the week, I'm going to hockey. I'm, I'm going. Not up to, is it McDavid again? No, it's, it's not. Mc, it's not McJesus. Uh, Thatcher Demko. I'm going up to Canada. With uh, the Canucks and Canadians Canucks game. are playing terrible hockey, too. Yes, they are. But <laughs> Thatcher Demko, he's he's one of the reasons why the Canucks have seven wins on the season, period. And he went – he was split at one post, had to go across because nobody was covering the cross-ice pass, and was able to get – it was very similar to the Gruby where he just he barely lifted, lifted leg. his leg. But Thatcher Demko went splits, slide all the way across, and denied the goal. To keep it, I mean, they, they ended up winning, so they won that game 2-1, and Thatcher Demko was the reason. How goalies are able, especially hockey goalies, are able to do the spits that easily and get across is just baffles me. Especially, like, the guy, like, Brodeur was a huge guy, and he was oh. laying down in the splits, and Darcy Kemper is like... Like, 6-6, six, 6-7, six, yeah. motherfucker, getting down, and, oh, I could not imagine. I would, would I've never been able to do the splits, no. but I've also never, never been able, been able, able close. to skate. And do the splits because that's, that's all the top goalies that you hear about. I never best. thought of this. The top goalies can skate. The the first of all, the best skaters on the ice are goalies. Goalies backwards, forwards, side to side, faster than anyone on the ice. Yep. You gotta think that hockey goalies are super underrated. Uh, what do you got for who do you got for player? Of the player week? of the week. I want PS two, PlayStation two, Pat Sertan the second. Uh, 
two picks, first career pick six, right the exact same spot, basically the exact same uh, play nearly as his dad's last interception or pick six in league, which was also at mile high um, against the uh, Dolphins against the Broncos. But PS2 is the real deal. Had an insane – first of all, the pick six, the whole stadium was bouncing. It was going nuts. And do it on Herbert and the Chargers, chef's kiss. He is like – He's gonna be a shutdown. He's corner. gonna he's gonna be the guy. He's a shutdown corner. Uh, my player of the week is Joe Mixon, 165 yards rushing, and uh, that steel curtain had a few steel Mixon, curtain. Who Mixon sized holes left through it uh, <laughs> with his two touchdowns and 165 yards. The, the steel string cheese, you mean? Yes. Yeah. This, it, was, it was Swiss. It turned into uh, we, we put some Swiss cheese on the bowl of Skyline chili on the way out of Pennsylvania, um, and. First sweep of the Steelers in 12 years. I'm gonna remain, 12 years. Yeah, you're going to hold on to that yeah. for a long time. Remember when we swept you guys in 2021? I know that you guys kill us and you've won Super Bowls. You're back to where you should be and everything. <laughs> it's it's. I'm just happy that I, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just going to enjoy this. That's going to bring us to the end of this episode, episode 68 of the Far Into the Bench podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow all of our social media platforms at Pod and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll have our uh, USA and Team Canada hockey video coming out. Our bowl extravaganza will be on there. It's going to be a ton of fun. A lot of stuff coming up on there, so be sure to subscribe and uh, keep telling your friends about us. Keep growing uh, the show and our footprint. We enjoy doing this and now we're, we're almost to 70. It's, Next week's a very solid number. That's yeah, all I'll say. That's, <laughs> we're almost there, but yeah, we the, this is this, we're, we're rolling. Yep. Like I said, we had an off season. We're, we're 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 in grind mode. Let's just say that it's gonna be a grind up until uh, uh, Urban Meyer grind process. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, Grinding all the way uh, into the Notre Dame job. All right, and with that, for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host Nico Bryant, thank you for listening to episode 68 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. We will see you guys next week. Peace. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bell beat was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices, I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me.